the same thing every single day. You wear the same white V-necks t-shirt. You eat the same, like, fucking carrots and celery. Like, you're borderline murderer. No, man. I think you have to, like... I think there's there's other things to it. There's other things that go into it. It has to be, Like, the murdering people part, but, like, you have the... the, You don't do that every day. No, I don't do that every day. It's every couple weeks. That's right. Every once in a while. Well, I mean, Quarterly. you know about the, the murders and stuff, man. I'm sure a guy like who did Dahmer mixed in a nice soup every now and again. I don't eat soup. No, he did not mix in any soup. Probably had a soup. No, yeah. he had all sorts of uh, homosexual men. He never went for ladies. No, nah, but I'm Can- saying like like his, his daily, his, his eating yeah. habits. No, a his eating. Campbell's chunky. Oh, it was chunky. It wasn't Campbell's, though. <laughs> I missed ah. him like I had a burger and stuff like that. It's fine. That's for him. No, he didn't have a burger. How do you know he didn't have a burger? Because he, he a... didn't have a burger. Did you see? Did you see his complexion? He looks like he was eating people. Thigh Skin burger. was bad. He he looked like he he didn't get enough sun. It was Is that a symptom oh, of eating people. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy had a nice soup every now and again. Probably you know? Ted Bundy was also thought of as like a a hunk. Like a good-looking right. guy, and then you look at a picture of Ted Bundy, and you're like, eh, I don't know. I mean, the 70s was a different time, but I don't know if he no. was a hunk. Well, wasn't He's Charles Manson a hunk? What? Charles Manson? Wasn't he, like, lauded? Not lauded, but wasn't he, like, admired by the lady folk? Yeah, because he brainwashed them all. He, like, he wasn't, like, it wasn't like a, like, Ted Bundy, the consensus was, like, he's a handsome dude. So that's how he got all these women to trust him. Charles Manson was just a crazy person who brainwashed all these people, and that's why those 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 select few uh, gravitated towards him. But I don't think the general consensus was Charles Manson is a hunk. All right, so Ch- Charles Manson, not handsome. Ted right. Bundy, handsome. Yeah, Ted Bundy, stud. Jeffrey Dahmer, eh. Hmm. What about that Long Island one, the recent guy? See, I they don't. He's older. Now, okay. so I don't know what he would have liked. It's just like the Night Stalker. Well, no, not the Night Stalker. The um, oh god damn it, the Night Stalker was Richard Ramirez, and he looked like a ghoul. Oh, what the fuck? Wait, wasn't the Night Stalker like a wrestler? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was Brian Adams and then Barry <laughs> Windham, <laughs> or vice versa. Barry Windham. No, no, was Barry nice... Windham. No, uh, uh, Night Stalker was um. Was, Adam uh, Brian Clark. Yeah, Brian yeah. Clark. There you go. And, and then uh, Barry Windham was just the stalker. So uh, I'm, I guess I'm going to go back to the original, the jumping off point here. How does me wearing a plain white V-neck every day tie me into those? Well, I mean, do the research. No, no, no. no, no I'm just, just, you give me the answer. <laughs> I'm just, no, I, don't have, I have no idea. This is Matt's wheelhouse, not mine. I'm just fucking yeah, around. I'm, I'm not in that wheelhouse at all. That would know. If anyone knows anything about serial killing, it's Matt. Ah, the Golden State Killer. That's him. But we didn't know what he looked like when he was younger either. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird. You're like, Kevin's like, KJG's like, I have three hoodies I wear all the time. And then you're like, I have 39 V-neck white plain t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, man. Never going to run out. All right. I have a, numerous amounts of wrestling t-shirts. I don't have a count. I have a ton of wrestling shirts too, man, but it's the plain white V-neck every day. Gotta yeah, keep it going. Right. Every day. All right, Delilah, relax over so, there. I'm gonna have to... Delilah. I see. A I plain white exactly reference. Come on. I, I, I don't exactly know that at all. Going. So, have you been wearing a plain white tee on this podcast ever since you started? No. No, I was working in my wrestling shirts. 
when I when I first started and and working in like indie guys and stuff like that. But then uh, I figured I'd just go back to my, my plain white tees for a little bit. Oh, you're comfortable uh, enough now to just wear your plain white t-shirts. No, 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 no. I, I'll work them back in every now and again. But then I, I found out that I was I was on repeats on some of those wrestling shirts. So I figured I'd, you know, I take a break from wrestling shirts. I'll bring them back. I literally wear I, the same thing every other week. Yeah, I noticed. I, I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you wear your, your RCA t- uh, hat again. Um, yeah. Was it? Wait, how do you pronounce it? Ruka. That does not say fucking Ruka. There's no you in there. Doesn't need to be man. V does not sound like you, and U does not sound like V. Hey man, that's that's the way they pronounce it. That's the way it goes. The way it goes, buddy. Who is they? The the company. All right. All right. Well, uh, Tony is running like apparently now he's going to be very late. He ain't going What's he doing? Oh, yeah. What's he doing? Uh, it's some kind of work mat. First, it was he might have to wait for the guy to come clean his pipes. Yeah. Which pipe if anyone guy. needs, if anyone needs their pipes cleaned, it's Tony. Then uh, I got six twenty. He said, "Hey, I just got a call from one of my bosses. Hope she doesn't call me back. But just in case, you might want an intro ready." I said, "Just let me know if you're gonna be late." Then he said, "Gonna be late." And I said, "Okay." And then he went, "Really late, ugh." And I said, "Okay." No, he he yeah. loves it. Yeah, you know what? I'm starting to think he would rather not do the podcast. <laughs> He'd rather be busy with other shit that bothers him than do the podcast, which also bothers him. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> well, Matt, no? remember what we always, Matt, remember what we always used to say? Matt, how many guests do we have tonight? It's back. We have well, two we guests have, tonight, uh, right? Vicious yeah, Nikki, Kate's in. ISPW Women's Champion, and we have our dear, good, close, personal friend, Kate Hensler of FightClub.com. And what do we always say instead of back after this? Tony hates guests. It's not wrong. Tony hates guests. Kevin, HK. There's been a long-standing theme on this podcast that Tony loathes the thought of having guests on the show. Oh, and I'm tonight, well aware. And tonight, we have two. And Tony is going to be really, really late. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got stuff to do, man. He's got, he's got uh, important work stuff, and he's got, uh, he's got some pipes that need to be tended to i will say this if tony was actually getting his internal pipes clean i would totally understand him being really late like one of those uh yeah animals. If he was getting like yeah. like drained all power to him he needs it he'll he could be he could show up next week and we'll be fine this is ridiculous. i just thought with his uh his his infinite love for kate and her female body parts that he would definitely be here <laughs> oh i forgot about that that's a very good point and he's going to listen to this or come on and be mad at me. But I'm not the one that brings them up. He does. And he does it in this. Like, it's not like he does it before the show. He does it during the show. So it's not like, oh, I never said that. Unless he's going back in his free time and editing episodes, <laughs> which is something we very rarely ever do. Thanks, Brendan. Um, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. So don't be mad at me, Tony. Don't be mad at me. It's uncomfortable when he brings up the Kate. Stuff. I think it's more uncomfortable when I bring it up to him while Kate is around because then he gets like a little flush, a little uh-huh. flush. Like yeah, he gets a little. Pipes. So wait, you're saying Tony is smitten? Is what you're telling me? Oh, maybe smitten by the kitten. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Hmm. You don't the look uh, convinced, there, HK. Not very convinced. No, no. He's a, he's a he's 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 got his own thing going. No, he's doing he's his own thing. His own he's thing he's got 
you know, he's got uh, he's got pipes tonight. He's got uh, a lot of important work stuff. To, he'll be here. He'll be just a little bit late. Just be a little bit late. He'll be fine. You're you're really hoping he shows up because you need him to back you up when we talk about your uh, trip last week to AEW. Oh, I don't need anybody to back me up about my trip. My trip was uh, was something else. Was it dynamite? Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Well, then I say we get this dog and pony show on the road. We got Vicious Vicky joining us at 745, the ISPW Women's Champion. Kate the Great, the brand new segment that's going to be every first Monday of the month. Kate's Corner at 710. And there's a, I, guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. For the first time in a long time, I watched every fucking wrestling show this week. Every single show. All right. When we come back for the for the hot open, you're gonna have to define every wrestling show to me. Copious, copious amounts of notes. You're, not, you're the fucking serial killer. Look at what. <laughs> <laughs> look at that nonsense. Why? I took notes yeah. on all the up on all the shows. Yeah, you fucking murderer. Holy shit. Yeah. So I don't forget. That's that's everything sure. this week. That's, that's raw. NXT, NWA, Dynamite, MLW. Uh, I didn't watch all of Impact once I found out it was not an actual Impact episode. Rampage, SmackDown, Collision. I watched it all. You watched Rampage, wow. I did watch Rampage. It was Me too. to go from <laughs> SmackDown to Rampage. I think I'd rather have somebody hammer a uh, thermometer into my pee hole. All right. Huh. I got an XPW show. I'm going to write this down. <laughs> Hammer my pee hole, episode option number one. <laughs> 666, the number of the beast, baby. Yeah, that's right. true. It is 666. And we do and have to do. All right, let me see if I can get this right now. Hold yeah, on. Let's try Bear this with here. me, people. Hold on. Let's try. It's Tony left me out to dry, so that was nice of him. Why were you wet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Now. How do I get rid of. All of us here. I want Surface is weird. Big screen. <laughs> All right. Play the button. No ears. No ears. Damn it. All right. I guess we're going to have to do it this way then. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Let's try this again. The hard way. I'm a bitch. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live in high-definition video and available on all podcasting and streaming platforms. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com. And become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. And now, it's time for the Shining Wizards.
You are watching The Shining Wizard. Wrestling podcast. All right, holy moly, guacamoles, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 666. Make sure you like, you rate, you review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, gentlemen, we're, uh, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Full night of wrestling talk. I think it's time for what does Tony say? Some and, wrestling talk. Oh, and talk about wrestling. Uh, Matt, handsome Kevin, K J G. Fuck yeah! Look, I, I know he. Uh, that's not. An, I don't like doing the intro. I don't like that. It's not for me. Not, not your. For not you. your bag. No, not. I'm not a fan. How come our yeah, show's tough? The screen. Oh, what is that? Oh. Oh wow! You're really you're fired on all cylinders. I'm trying to figure it out. Figure it out. I feel like this is not (laughs) having an issue. Question mark. Hundred percent. We're still live, right? Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, there we go. There we go. That's better. Okay. Uh, So the names. I don't know why our names aren't there. Yeah, I don't know why those disappeared either. That's a great point. I didn't notice that. Let's see. Touch up my appearance. How do you touch up my appearance? A lot of hard work. Put a, a whole new picture. Apparently, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, general, general. I I see them in the the bottoms. Yeah, I don't know why they're not like there though. All right, whatever. It's neither here nor there. You know who we are. You know. You know who the. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. <laughs> Just pressing buttons, just seeing what happens. I like it. I like it. Oh. Hey, look at that. All right. We fucking. We're back. We're fucking. (laughs) fucking. All right. We fucking. All right. So how you guys doing? How's everything? What's going on this wonderful week? I feel like death. Well, you're, you're with us, though, this week. So that's a plus. That's huge. Yeah, last week sucked. Uh, 
my laptop fried and I had to use Tony's surface and I didn't have a good Wi-Fi connection, but I went out and I bought a ethernet adapter to plug right into the surface until I get uh, a new computer and it's working well so far. So very, uh, very happy about that. My man pots and pans. It sounds like you got a little, a uh, little under the weather there. KJG. Yeah. I feel I got a, I guess I got a pretty bad cold. I don't know where or how I got it, but I guess it's uh it's the season, right? Is it brown? Ooh. Is it brown? Yeah, the stuff that stuff that comes out of your face is it brown? No, it is not brown. No, oh, all it's right. very dark yellow, but it is not brown. Hmm. Oh, do you have the vid? I don't know. I'm going to take a test after the podcast, and we'll see. All I right. feel okay. It's just the symptoms of it's all the symptoms of the vid sans Uh-oh. fever, but well, maybe it's just being a Jets fan. God, I... do you understand that? <laughs> How miserable my life has been since becoming a fan of this franchise. And How miserable is it? It's It's been absolutely miserable. Maybe, again, I use the word sans 2010, 2011, or 2009, 2010, whatever it was. Going to back-to-back AFC Championship games. But this year, magnified by the expectations that this team was supposed to have, losing Aaron Rodgers four plays in, starting Zach Wilson abandoning Zach Wilson and then realize that your two backup quarterbacks are worse than Zach Wilson, which I guess it makes sense because they're the backups and then benching Zach Wilson and now going back to Zach Wilson. It is the most, this is the worst year I've, and I've had some pretty lean years, HK. This is the worst year ever to be a New York Jets fan. And I don't see how it's possible that anyone could disagree with me. It is the, you're the worst. You're the shits. You really are. <laughs> the worst year. And it's when you're so invested in a team, I know people are, it's just sports, but just like wrestling, I love hockey. I love football. It is miserable when your team brings you nothing but sadness year after year. And you still go back to them every August thinking that things are going to change. And it just doesn't. And it's it's tearing at the core of me. I want to cry. I'm gonna cry right now. Oh, you're gonna cry on the show? What are you I fucking Shoda Shoda Umino? Why don't you cry about it, saddlebags? Infuriating. Zach Wilson should have played yesterday. They could have won that. That game was so putrid yesterday that if Zach Wilson got them just a few extra yards to get another field goal or two, that's all he needed to do. But yet they freaking trot out. Freaking Tim O'Doyle rules, whatever the freak his name is, and then fucking Trevor Simeon, fucking whatever. Like they could have completed a freaking pass, but they're the two of them. <laughs> oh, easy over there, feller. Uh, HK, how are you doing over there in uh, the great, great state of uh, Minnesota? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Got uh, got myself uh, another booking on a huge show coming up here that I'm I could not be happier about. I'm. I'm looking forward to this maybe more than any show I've ever worked. Uh, yep. Because Brett the Hitman Hart's going to be there. Uh, so that's going to be amazing. I am. Uh... Can I just, I, I don't want to cut you off. But, so I did a, a Miracle Violence did a Black Friday sale. $40 for a box. You get $120 worth of stuff. I got this. 
I got this cool NWO hat over there. I got a Bret the Hitman Hart uh, um, uh, tank top, and I got a bunch of stickers and magnets and shit. So I I got a Bret Hart sticker. It's just him holding the Canadian flag. I put it on the refrigerator like five days ago. Just before I came up here, Mommy grabs it off the refrigerator, and she fucking shuffles into the living room while I'm watching the end of Collision. Who's this? Who's this strange Canadian guy here? I said, "Oh, mommy." Put, I said, "Put you got put it back where you got it." I go, "That's back, not mommy. a strange. That's not a strange person." Because no. the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. Don't ever, ever think I would just put a random Canadian person on the refrigerator. <sighs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have that talk with mommy. She should know better. Yeah, if I was gonna put a random Canadian in on the fridge, I'd put Paul Bernardo on the fridge. Canadian hmm. serial killer. I thought you were to go Jerome McGinley. No, not a, not, a, not a hockey no. guy. Not a hockey oh, guy. Okay, gotcha. Working on the hockey. Working on the hockey, but I would Work go. Work on it, yeah. You know, Matt, let me ask you Professional this. wrestler, serial killer. Maybe a combo. Wrestler who is a serial killer. Is Bret Hart wearing denim in this magnet slash sticker? He's not. He's not. He's wearing his black hitman jacket with the Canadian flag on his shoulder. Is it in ring or in a social uh, or a, like outside of the ring type set? It looks like it was taken either on his way to the ring or standing outside the ring. Copy that. I like it. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just pictured it immediately in denim for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Canadian tuxedo. That would be why. Ah. No, no. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm, I'm to bring it back around. I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing awesome. Thank you for asking. How are you, Double T? How, how are you doing, man? I'm great. Outside of mommy great. fucking with your sticker. Magnet. Magnet, sorry, my bad. Man, my bad. I'm a grown man. I don't have that many stickers. You got plenty of stickers. We both know that. I do have some stickers. I got some cool stickers. <laughs> <You'll see them. laughs> I got a shitload of them too, buddy. I, I know how it goes. My buddy, uh, one of my uh, uh, buddies at the bar, he came in uh, one day. This, I think it was this past Saturday. He comes in with this white envelope, and he hands it to me. Oh, my, ooh, that's a good one. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Is that Misawa? Misawa. Misawa? Yeah, Misawa. <laughs> All right, I, yeah, I, I, that, was a, that was a Misawa. Do you blame it on the, the, um, the medicine? Blame Stay. it on the alcohol. <laughs> I have some Hardcore Heaven and some SummerSlam stickers. Nice. Nice. So yeah, my buddy from the bar so was in the white envelope. envelope, opened it, and it was a Macho Man Randy Savage Wolfpack sticker, dun, Goldberg dun, sticker, dun, dun, dun. Kurt Angle sticker, Too Cool sticker, and um, something else. I forget what it was. But uh, as soon as I get my new computer, they're all going on the back of the laptop. I love it. All of them. Well, sticker I love dump. it. Think, ooh, Sticker Dump. That could be the name of a band. Yeah, could be. We are Sticker Dump. Well, speaking of new things, brand new segment. We're starting at every first Monday of the month. You know her on the Twitter machine, at Miss Kate Fabe. She's doing Sour Graps. She's doing Fightful. She's doing the SmackDown Post Show. She's doing Ring of Honor. She's doing the Mark Order Podcast. She has her own brand on YouTube under the heading Miss Kate Fabe, where she's doing weekly videos. Uh, it's our dear good friend, Kate. And she's here for Kate's Corner. 
I am. Thank you so much for introducing me as something new and not the part about the dumps. I... <laughs> You're talking sticker dumps and you were like, well, speaking of, I was like, I oh, no, he's going to be like, speaking of dumps. Oh, it was a softball. Right. He could have hit it out of the park. And... How are you, well, fellas? I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, I don't want to step on Tony's gimmick because he's the king of dumps. Although Tony did create this, this layout here. Um, I just don't. Can people see? Look at Kate in the corner. There's only a little Kate, little Kate there, a little logo yeah, there. Little Kate. Hi, Kate. <laughs> Tiny, Tiny Kate. Kate. I know. What's going I call on? Her mini Kate. <laughs> yeah. We're doing great, like Kate. We are. We are. We have. So we've had a full schedule the last couple of weeks with the Wizards and the twelfth anniversary show and the Retro Wizards last week. So we haven't had a second to talk about it or digest it. Um, and I actually talked about it with Kieran on the Bread Club today. The Continental Classic, the round robin uh, concept, really fucking blowing the mind of uh, American wrestling fans. They can't <laughs> seem to grasp the concept. Um, how are you dealing with this uh, Continental Classic, as you call it, the C2? Yeah, the C2, R2, D2, G1, whatever it is, uh, Continental Classic. I, I think it's been awesome. I think it's been a shot in the arm to the product that it desperately needed. Uh, there are some people who are disingenuously just like, I can't follow around, Robin. What do all these dots and a grin mean? And then there are people who are like, this is different. I'm confused what's going on. Um, but I, I think it's been extremely well done in how we've gotten to where we're at so far and the possibilities that it leaves open. There's a lot of them. I feel like on the, the blue side, you've got Moxley and Swerve probably as like your top two that could emerge from there. And on the gold side, you've got Eddie Kingston, who now has his back to the wall, and Brian Danielson. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if those were both the finals. And I feel like Kind of any of them could win it, which is really refreshing. Like, if you invest this much into a tournament, it's really nice that it's not predictable. And I couldn't look at both sides and go, the finals are Omega Danielson 2. Or, like, initially I figured Osprey was going to be in it. And I was like, oh, maybe that's how we get to Osprey Danielson. It could be kind of a lot of these guys. It could be an upset in Danny Garcia. It could be... Um, you know, like a, a really, really cool comeback story for Eddie if they want to stop going to the well of like, gosh, it slips through his fingers again because now he has his back against the wall. It could go a lot of ways, but you're seeing these character arcs kind of come into play in a really refreshed way. And I think AEW was like teetering as just like a diet WWE there for a long time. And this has been a really refreshing way to set up maybe not as many long-term stories, but at least character arcs that are are coming out of it. I think my favorite so far is actually Daniel Garcia. Like uh, we saw him lose, but you keep seeing him like almost win it. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you're seeing him get away from that though, which is cool. Like um, credit to my my co-host who noted that like he lost with the sharpshooter and the thing that makes his sharpshooter better than everybody else's in AEW is one, he can do it. And two, <laughs> um, it's also the thing that makes him the most vulnerable. So if Daniel Garcia consistently loses, but then realizes he needs a mentor like a Brian Danielson on the pro wrestling side, or he loses but plays spoiler for Danielson getting into the finals or something, there's a lot of fun to be had there. And I think so many people from Blackpool Combat Club being involved in this makes this really, really cool because 
they're going to have to face each other at some point in your finals, they could end up facing each other. Um, but it's, it's really cool because you get matchups you wouldn't really see otherwise because AEW is so stable heavy. Right. So when I first, when I first heard about this concept, I was, well, I do enjoy the G1 and I do enjoy the super juniors. Uh, I'll, I'll watch them. But when I first heard this concept, I'm like, oh man, they, they're like, they're really running out of ideas that like now they just have to have like a tournament again to like get all these people over because they have no stories for, for them. But, but then my, my reasoning and my opinion of it changed. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is pretty cool. This is actually like looking at the charts, looking at the grids. It's actually kind of nice. And I'm like, all right, now I actually, I don't, it doesn't feel like wrestling. It feels like real sport yeah. to me. Like, you know what I mean? It feels like real sport. But then when you come back just now and mention the character arcs that could possibly come from it, it really does with something that I never even thought of ties both in together and I am like I am on board now with this, uh, with this Continental Classic or the C two, if you will, uh, because of I'm looking at these records. I'm like, well, how does this guy have no wins? How does this guy have two? How does this person have one? How long? Like, it's just so phenomenal. And like, I am totally on board with this because of all the things that you just mentioned, the potential for character arcs, the potential for future story, uh, the potential for you know ongoing feuds from this. It's it, to me, it seemed like a crutch at first, uh, but now, like, I'm, I'm 100% into it, Kate. I think if the G1 is used to set up a ton of stories for the rest of the year's programming, I think this is used as a reset in AEW for that character aspect of it and some long-term stories. So I feel like right now Eddie Kingston is down six points. If he wins, I think he wins the whole thing. Otherwise, I think he's three and out, and maybe you're getting like a heel turn or um, some sort of like rebuild like we've never had to see before. Danielson is Danielson. He'll probably be in the finals. He's the best wrestler in the world. Brody King having six points is super interesting. He beat Claudio. Um, The idea that Eddie Kingston to get to the finals would have to go through Claudio, who he already beat for that ROH title, and then assuming he'd have to beat Danielson in the finals. What if Mox is the guy on the other side? Like, that's really, really interesting character-wise. Garcia, we kind of already covered. Claudio, I don't think is going to win, but he'll have some great showings. The only one that I'm kind of, like, iffy on is I need Jay White to have something that he can sink his teeth into. And I think the Juice Robinson injury really screws this up because I don't think anybody has a ton of interest in Jay White and the guns as much as they did Bullet Club Gold. So I need him to have a strong showing and um, find something important to do sooner than later. I've said if they're going to go after Dolph Ziggler, I can't think of anybody better to step in the Juice Robinson role than Dolph Ziggler. Like that guy would have the comedic timing, the in-ring wherewithal. You could set up something super fun for him and Juice when he gets back. So I think there's things there. I just, I hated and I hated, hated, hated. The, what they did to him after the MJF match. And I thought this tournament might be a place to to rebuild it. And I think it could be, but he's the only one in this where I'm trying to do some math and I, I can't really see where it, it goes for him other than him looking really good at a tournament, which he's done before. So he could do it again. Who is your, um, who is, who is, I guess we'll get, I'll cut right to it. Who's your pick? Oh, so the Eddie Kingston- this, this, I'm sorry, Kate, this goes for everyone too, by the way. Sure. So I, I don't know if it's just the mark for Eddie Kingston in me, 
But I do feel like he's the one who put the titles on the line. He beat Claudio to win the ROH championship. He loves working Japan. Um, I, I just, in my gut, I have no other reason to think this other than a gut feeling. I feel like this is going to be a collision-based title because the world title is on Dynamite and the TBS title is kind of caught up in this really fun storyline with Christian. But I think they could use something that feels really, really important. And hopefully it would be defended in ROH for a change, which means you would want it on a Saturday taping schedule. So to me, that takes Swerve out of the picture. I think Swerve's going to win the world title sooner rather than later anyway. So I'm looking at Mox, who also likes to work Japan. I'm looking at Danielson, who him having an ROH title again would be a dream. But like the idea that Eddie would finally be able to overcome all this and the promos he's giving after play into this to me, but he's just a really good promo. But him having to beat the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club, have to beat Claudio again to get there. Like, if they want him to climb to the top of the mountain in the way that would be the most satisfying to fans after he has continually been the guy who is too good to need a belt, that's the dude. Like, to me, that's the guy. It's also hard for me to sit here and not say, like, Brian Danielson shouldn't have a belt in AEW. <laughs> like, he's so unbelievable. Um, but I do think maybe, like, it's almost his retirement tour is, is too big for it in a way. Like, he's going to want to face Osprey. He's going to want the Okada rematch. He's going to want the CSJ rematch. You could set that up, but you're probably not doing that in, in strong, realistically, right? So, um, to me, my pick is Eddie. That's probably half half thinking with my head and half thinking with my heart, but it would be such a complete story for him to put those titles on the line, not sabotage himself finally. And to be all of the Blackpool combat club outside of Wheeler Yuta to do it. It's just like chef's kiss to me. Yeah. So Matt, who do you think is, uh, who's taking it? So I'm not, here's the thing. The, oh the no the because it's very so on ring of honor tv eddie kingston is still defending the ring of honor world champion he is technically still the ring of honor champion until this thing is over at the end of the month uh the the new japan strong title i just don't think i don't think that's the thing anymore i think um like new japan strong is not a it's not a, it's not a brand anymore right because i think they're gonna um, and I talked about this on the Bread Club with Kieran, which you can listen to later this week. But but he has it on good authority that Eddie was not going to be the champion, but Tony Khan had gone to him and asked him, uh, had asked New Japan to keep the title on Eddie because they're going to do this. So I think they went in a different direction. And here we are with this weird triple crown. I don't think you're going to see this defended in New Japan at all. I think this is going to be a strictly AEW thing. The New Japan-AEW relationship is not... It's not good. It doesn't benefit anyone from New Japan. Um, I, I, I don't know. Do you know. think we could see more of an ROH New Japan crossover, though? Because that's where my head went. Of For like, who? 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 First of all, who's under the Ring of Honor banner besides Athena? Well, I feel and like we've gotten some more clarity on that, right? Like, have I think we, Ethan Page just showed up on Collision and challenged Kenny Omega to a match that's going to happen on yeah, Collision in Canada that has. Ethan Page just climbed the rank in Ring of Honor. He's going to get in there. Kenny Omega is going to lose. So everything that happened in Ring of Honor means nothing. Um, but but I don't know. Like there's a couple. There's, there's redemption stories you could tell. Eddie Kingston has he has to win out, 
and he needs a lot of help from everybody else. Um, you could do something sneaky with Rush. Rush. Um, I I'm with Kate. I think Swerve goes after MJF and the and the world title. Um, Moxley's always there. I really like Brody King as a singles, especially if we're, doing, if we're doing Malachi and, and Buddy uh, calling out FTR. He's he's different than anything we've really seen. He's like if they actually gave a shit about Lance Archer. That's what Brody King is. <laughs> yeah, but Lance is almost. I guess because Brody just has so much mass. Like, you don't see Brody going to the top rope ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but I can. wish they would give he a can. about Lance Archer. Brody yeah, that's can, true. Brody can go to the top rope, you know, and he, he, Eddie Kingston and, and Claudio are no slouches. That's two huge wins for him. To think that he can't take out Andrade and Garcia, which would put him way ahead of the pack. It, I, I think it comes down to him and Danielson in, in the Blue League. Um, and then someone's got to play spoiler, right? All these guys, Garcia's going to pull some wins out and fuck somebody over. And I think the same, the, the version of Jay Lethal we're getting, right? When you take him away from Sanjay Dutt and Jeff Jarrett, like this is the version of Jay Lethal you wanted when they announced they signed him, this wrestling machine. And I think it's starting to kind of come to the surface here with this this uh, Continental Classic. So, so I kind of have a little bit of a different approach because you guys both mentioned Swerve and how you think he's going for MJF. I kind of have a different take on that. So like right off the right off the gate, Swerve is, is who I think is going to win it. Um, a lot of people feel, do. A lot of people do because he's just on this tear right now. Because and also because I feel like there's still too much meat on the bone with the whole MJF, Adam Cole, uh, Samoa Joe, Roderick Strong situation, and the Devil stuff. So this will keep Swerve intensely strong. He'll have a championship. Listen, we've, we've had uh, like Adam Cole and MJF in the Ring of Honor tag team champions and still like made a bet. So like Swerve could still get that chance and maybe, hey, maybe they do like an old, maybe one day he recreates a picture like Ultimo Dragon with all like 10 belts if one day he does win the world championship. But I think there's way too much meat on the bone left in, in that main event right now that Swerve is still going to, he, he'll get there. But he might just have to wait a little longer, and I think this will satiate him and his fans and the AEW uh, TV audience who absolutely love him more. And then you got you have a, a ready ready made run it back with Adam Page thing. You have a ready made like all this stuff, and now it's for a championship. So like it's, I think my my gut tells me swerve. I could there's but like you said, there's a plethora of ways they can go. Oh, I'm leaking everywhere. Oh, Kevin's <laughs> leaking everywhere. Well, the Continental Leaky Classic Kevin. has the Continental Classic has definitely made uh, AEW, AEW, excuse me, more enjoyable to watch. Uh, you get all these fun matchups that do have uh, a stake to them. So uh, I've enjoyed it a little more. There's a lot less uh, Gaga on on Collision and Dynamite. It's still there. There's still Gaga there. But you know, you're gonna tell me you're gonna give me Jay Lethal and Swerve Strickland as a main event as part of this tournament, like it, it's better than just Ethan page and Kenny Omega, which I'm sure will be fine, but there's just no, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Ethan page is from Canada. So is Kenny Omega. And they want to find out who the best Canadian is. Bret Hart is not in the match guys. So knock it the fuck off. Kate, you are awesome. Uh, these are not hey, long segments. HK's pick though. Oh, I'm sorry. HK doesn't respond to text messages. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I'm out. I didn't, no. I didn't realize he texted me. 
I did. I didn't. What do you got, HK? Give us the skinny before we let Miss Kate Fabe kick rocks and go watch Monday Night Raw. All right. Two 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 quick things I want to say. One, uh, hey. I think they I think that they they fucked themselves. Uh, if they had introduced this before they had already had a number of tournaments, I think it would have done a world of good for them. But when they introduced this, it's like, hey, we have another tournament. So I already kind of tapped out on it. And like, we have another tournament. And guess what? It's a little bit more confusing than the average tournament. Not saying that I don't understand or anything like that, but I think that's where where they lost me. Not to say that there's not good story arcs, and there's not stories that they can tell through it, but I think that having as many tournaments as they have had already, and now they're introducing another another tournament with muddier waters, I, I, I it just bothers me. Uh, with that being said, Hart, Briscoe. I would love to see them do something with Briscoe. It would make, it would be amazing to me for them to do something with with them i don't see them doing that but that's what i would like them to do uh outside of that i it's it's hard not to just say cheeseburger eddie 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 well it's this is what i love about it too is you got that promo from eddie at the end of the episode and then i'll get out of here because i'm not trying to hijack your show but like him adding this element of intensity to danielson and claudio now like you know what, Claudio? You can thank <laughs> you can thank your buddy when I come in there and kick your ass even harder. Like now, you're gonna have that play into the Daniels and Claudio match, and I don't think it's gonna be tension that ends the Blackpool Combat Club or anything. But I just love the way that the arcs are feeding into tournament stories, and I'm sure we'll get some stories coming out of it. So I'm with you, HK. There's been a little bit of tournament fatigue, but I love tournaments, and I I think this is a great one, and I think they desperately needed this to get back to their roots. So uh, I. I slept well on it then and got Their back roots in. <laughs> are tournaments, Kate. Their yeah. roots are tournaments. Tournaments are great. I love tournaments. Take that over no. a battle royal anyway. Well, so uh, oh, love to have you here, Kate. We'll see you later. Tongue. Bite your tongue. Battle royals rule. They do well, not. Bye. Let's first... see you guys. <laughs> the first edition of Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner was a fantastic fantastic success follow kate on twitter at miss kate fabe at miss kate fabe on the youtube and i will uh put all kate's links in the show description so you can follow her and keep tabs on what she's up to uh one of the bright uh voices in the wrestling community kate tony sends his love he uh misses you but uh he'll be back uh later i guess i don't even know if he's gonna fucking show up tonight but tell him it's been a pleasure kate tell him thanks sugar tits and i'll see him on the next one all right. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Later, Kates. Miss Kate Fabe, she's out of here. Continental Classic. Do. How do I make me go in the middle? A lot of buttons over here that I'm not really, there we go, used to there fucking around with. Now, HK, do you want to hold? Do we want to talk a little bit more about this Continental Classic uh, before we die? I know we're gonna. You want to wait for Tony because we want to talk about your trip to AEW Dynamite and Vicious Vicky is joining us shortly. But uh, so with the with the tournament, uh, I really like the average. I think that the average fan is not familiar with the round robin concept. You know what I mean? Like the average American fan is not familiar with the, the round robin concept. So I think that is not pulling people into it. And I can understand like being interested in brackets. Like I'm a box score guy, right? Like I love going through the box score. I love that type of stuff. But when it comes to a round, like a, I don't want that in wrestling. 
I don't want a box score in wrestling. Give me single elimination. And again, had they not had so many tournaments prior to this and now introducing a new tournament with, with, with muddier waters, it just, it just bugs the piss out of me. When you say muddier waters, what, what are you implying? It, essentially just the round robin aspect of okay. it. You know what I mean? Look, I, I, and then there's the, all the belts and, and all that other bullshit. Like it's, that's it's, where it's, they, that's where they lose me is the belt. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take, take Eddie Kingston's going to relinquish these titles, which he's in promos, you know, constantly tries to put them over as like meaning the world to him. He's just going to be like, okay, I'm going to give these up. And right. then they're going to be like, we're going to introduce another title. Like the, I, I'm getting it's it's and I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. But there's so many fucking titles in New Japan that you kind of forget what half of them are or if they mean anything. Right. And now we're like, so now and then like, look, I watched all the like Viking goes there with his AAA Mega Championship. They're trying to put that over. Like anybody gives a shit about that? Like it's too many fucking belts. I agree, but let me ask you this though: Are they creating a new championship or are they just merging? Three, wouldn't that so, create a new championship by merging them? But so there it's, is, a, but it's also replacing two. Then, so there is, there is the Ring of Honor World Title, the Open, and then every time there's a, a, a the black, Continental the Classic match, the Black Bag has a third. So I think they're going. That's gonna. That's supposed to be the Triple Crown, where they the winner holds all three belts. Right. So they all be defended together, or no? I have. Kevin, no fucking clue because this is what confuses me about it, right? They're gonna, it's gonna be a triple crown. Eddie's relinquished it, but he's defending the Ring of Honor title on Ring of Honor. Um, he had a proving ground match with Lee Johnson, and if Lee Johnson had beat him, then Lee Johnson would face the winner of the tournament for his shot at, I guess, the Ring of Honor title and the triple crown. There's, there's a <laughs> I'll, look, I'll, the round robin format is easy for me to follow. And look, if you watch Impact, like it's a, it's bound for glory, really. Yeah, I don't. Right, think and if you if you if you watch the you know New Japan the G One the round robin format, look, there's a lot of things they could have done better. They could have announced all the matches and when they're going to take place, so you can kind of see. It kind of it kind of builds, you know. If the last day is is Moxley versus Swerve. Then they you do can a see pretty good job about giving you enough notice to find out who's fighting who when. Sure, but, but like again. HK, you were in Minnesota for Dynamite, right? Yes, I was. What they announced, like it, it's just from from a uh, excuse me as I stutter and stammer. Um, they're having trouble moving tickets, but if you can tell people in in you know the week before end of the world at that Dynamite. This is what the gold block looks like. Moxley versus Swerve, Jay White versus Jay Lethal, Roosh versus Mark Briscoe. Like Moxley Swerve is gonna move people to go see that match. And on the other side, if you said Danielson and Claudio is the last match at the collision before the pay-per-view, like I'm sure that's gonna sell some tickets. Well, I, am I, I crazy like, to think that way? Nah, I I think I don't think you're crazy. I don't I think you're overstating it because it will depend on the matchup because I don't think like John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia is going to move tickets. Like you know no, what I mean? But, like, I, but you the the you have like I think what they do in New Japan is they work backwards. You Tony Khan knows who's going to win this already, right? Oh, he has to. Of 
course. So you have to work backwards where you make that those last two days, that collision and that dynamite before end of the world, like every match has to have some kind of meaning to it. Someone yeah. has to play spoiler. Someone has to be the tiebreaker or, or winner take all. Like you can book it so it's exciting up until the last minute instead of like, you know, is, every like every week we're just announcing matches. Is there any world where they're taking into outside factors into into the picture, like injuries and stuff like that? Or could you pivot? Like if someone gets hurt, could you pivot away from that in a tournament structure like this? So maybe that's why they're not announcing all the matches ahead of time. Or maybe maybe Tony Khan didn't want to be an exact carbon copy of New Japan. Or those are the only two things I can think of. Is that maybe they, they don't want to announce all this stuff ahead of time because someone could get hurt. But you could probably get away from that. But I, I feel like they just don't want to be a carbon copy of New Japan. But I there's I don't think there's a lot of people if if this round robin is confusing as many people as it is. Get out of here! <laughs> it's not confusing me. I don't understand what's confusing not, about it. No, her. the cat. I'm sorry, the cat. She's no, 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 me no, no, no. Fucking... <laughs> All day she lays in her fucking cat bed, and then the minute I sit down, <laughs> fuck! She wants to be a star, man. She wants to be a star. <laughs> this is incredible. Fuck, man. Fuck, man. Like, I literally have shit all over the desk to prevent her from coming up here, and she still fucking jumps up here, and it's fucking maddening. And then she has to lay right in front of me where all my notes and shit are. <laughs> fuck, sorry. God damn it. What, um. Can you please ask your question again, Kevin? I'm sorry. Was it my question? Was it... You asked a question, didn't you? I think I did. Oh, if somebody gets hurt, look, you're gonna you look you look Oh it's wrestling. Like... If somebody gets hurt, like you can't just put somebody else in there. If if Swerve Strickland has nine points and he's your leader and he gets hurt, you can't just go like, Oh, we're gonna put someone from the Mogul Embassy in there and then it's like, Well, I don't give like I don't give a fuck about Brian Cage where I think he should be in a position where right. he has nine points. But then if someone gets you... hurt. Then, then that person forfeits all the matches, and each person that's supposed to fight him gets the points. Okay, all right. I, that was going to be my follow-up. Right. What if the person who gets hurt is the one meant to win? Well, I don't fucking, I don't have the book. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, you, you pick somebody else. That's, then, that's you, the then whoever he was wrestling in the finals, that person wins now. Oh, that's the new winner. Gotcha. Get get creative. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, but not... what if that? Oh my god! But what if that person is technically? Oh no, you can't do that. Like, what if, like, the person, like, is, like, kind of, like, mathematically eliminated, like. In the finals? Then, no, not in the finals, but if someone gets hurt, like, that was meant to win, and your second option was supposed to make this, like, hey, you know what? I'm making no sense, so let's move on. You know, if the cat could talk, it would have understood don't got up here, but it can't talk, so we just fucking <laughs> figure it out. Tony <laughs> Khan can figure it the fuck out. If, so, if someone was considered to win, it was mathematically eliminated. They were never considered to win. So that makes sense, that's yeah. Awesome. That's well, me. That's math. I, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I know and look, I get I get the I get the tournament overkill. Like I get it. Tony Khan's big on the overkill. Um you know, but the, we still don't have a clear there's there's not a clear end, right? The winner is the triple is the triple crown champion. And that's all we know. Does that mean if 
if Swerve wins, he's the Ring of Honor champion, the Openweight champion, whatever this new title is, and he only defends the two, and then he goes back and defends the Triple Crown and the Continental Classic. Like, I don't know what the fuck happens after the tournament. So here's uh, from from May Man Kyle over here. My understanding is the new title is just a trophy belt that wouldn't be defended like the Owen belt. And that's uh, okay. So either that's way, what I was just ask. how needlessly confusing it is, and I'm right with you, Kyle. Right with you. No, look at that. I'm I'm with you too at that point. Um, you know the Owen the Owen Hart tournament. What it means as much as this fucking bell does to everybody out there. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like when I, don't, I can't. Who, when Braun Strowman won the greatest Royal Rumble, he got a belt. Hasn't been seen since. Who like, won last? Who won this year's Owen Hart Cup? Um, was it what Ricky Starks and um, and uh, and uh, Ruby Soho? No idea. Let's see. Owen Hart Cup winners to the old Wikipedia. Or Willow Ricky. Nightingale and Ricky Starks. Okay. <laughs> But no, like it just goes to show you, like nobody cares, right? At that point, people are just like, whatever. Like, and I don't, and I don't, if that's what this is, I'd be disappointed. I, I think you're more likely to be disappointed than not. So let me ask you this Would you rather have a triple crown or would you rather the Ring of Honor, a New Japan Strong Open Championship being defended with by somebody with? Like, for lack of a better word, like, more, not more honor than Eddie Kingston because nobody has more honor than Eddie Kingston. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather them just present this this one belt and then get rid of it and then have him defend both of the other ones, if that makes sense. The guy like, who wins the is. tournament. What's that? The guy who wins the tournament. Correct. I, I, I don't... If if you're presenting it as a triple crown, then the winner should be defending the triple crown championship, which is all three belts, not one belt here and one belt there. But then, at what point does the triple triple crown championship become crown. more more important? Like, then where does it fit in the in the hierarchy of championships now? Because we have the fucking triple B, we have the T and T championship, we have the international championship. Now we have a triple crown. Like there's four individual titles, and like, I don't know. Yeah, it is like where does it fit? Like, why does everyone have to have a fucking title? And it's not like, look, I watched. I I, I definitely took a little time off from watching Ring of Honor because I was I've been, I was busy with the holidays and everything. I watched this week's Eddie Kingston did defend the Ring of Honor World Title, which is something I have not seen in a while happen. Uh, and I think that might be, let's see, one. No, he's defended it a couple times since he won. He defended it against Angelico and Dalton Castle. So he has been showing up on Ring of Honor to defend the world title. And he's defended it on TV. But, like, are you going to give it to somebody else? And then and then what? Is that person going to show up on Ring of Honor? Like, Didn't Wheeler Yuta win the Pure Championship back? Yeah, he did. Like anybody give, but here's the problem: nobody gives a shit. It's uh, Matthew Birch. There should be a clear end, though, because AW is asking its fan base to invest in a tournament, but aren't giving them any proper reason to, because no one knows what the winner gets. It's bad business. Had a boy, MB. It's not wrong. It's not wrong not, at all. 
And they have this pay-per-view at the end of the month, and all they fucking tout on TV is fucking all in. Who fucking cares? The fucking show's in August, people. I get it. It's Wembley. You're try- it sold like 33,000 tickets the first day. Nobody at that point who gives a shit. You're going <laughs> to fill the fucking place. And look, people talk. People talk on social media like, I got fucking caught in it. I, we brought tickets as soon as Grand Slam went on sale. And then I'm standing next to Bullet Club Rob. He's got the same seats and he paid a third of the price for it. I talked to Kieran today. He's going to fucking wait. It's not going to sell out. Why am I going to pay as soon as they go on sale when I know in fucking six months they're going to be doing buy one, get ones. They're going to cut the price by 40%. Like, I'm not a fucking jerk off. But here they are shoveling it down my fucking throat. Everyone in AEW and Ring of Honor has the fucking logo, AEW, all in. on So I'm going to stop. What about the fucking show you got to put on Wednesday and Friday and Saturday and the pay-per-view at the end of the month? When, when when AEW puts out a promo picture of the referees in front of All In, like, <laughs> trying too hard, bro. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> guess what? Nobody's paying to say fucking see Horseface at fucking Wembley. Oh man! Speaking of that, did you read the uh, what she had pitched? To oh, that they TBS want like a total total divas, divas for stuff. referees. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares about you. I'm sorry. But she wants everybody to. I you know what? I want everybody to tune into this fucking show, but we're like we only it only works on pe- certain people's palates. You know, if you take fucking wrestling too seriously and you don't like dick jokes, like this isn't for you. No. Not even a little bit. But what is the what is the Total Divas, the referee version of Total Divas with Aubrey Edwards? Who who's that audience? I don't know. Look, I'm not even going to lie. I watch fucking Total Divas. I thought it was fascinating. If they show me Rick Knox going to fucking referee school, I'd watch that because he sucks shit, too. <laughs> Vicious Vicky should be joining us and momentarily because there's a tangent about Rampage I want to go on, too, and they're fucking nonsensical bullshit eight-man tag matches. Just don't put a referee out there. Put a fucking... You know what you put out there? Put out one of those like karate dummies that has no arms and is just like has the base, and just put that out there. Just put it in the middle of the ring because that's pretty much what the referee does in <laughs> AEW. Anytime there's a fucking tag match. Again, Kyle, I bet she pitched you taking her on dates and fight forever too. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it, my man. Wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> what would the show be called? Ref's house. Zebra, no zebra farm, man, in the stall, in the stall, <laughs> a referendum. <laughs> what the fuck would it be? What the fuck, dude? Who the fuck in the right mind would watch this show? Of fucking <laughs> That's also a very fair point. Like, yeah, I had, a, I had a tough enough time watching like Legends House, like, and I was oh, be- great. Now you want me to watch a show about referees? No offense to referees. It's a very important job. You're third man in the ring. House. Yeah, but them. no one's watching a 20-minute show on TBS about the referees and what they do, like, on the road. I got a Starbucks. Now I'm going to go do makeup. <laughs> now, Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, so if I, was, if I was the producer in this show, if I was, like, E or MTV or whatever or TNT, I would have them wear the referee shirts all the time, no matter what they were doing. I never see them out of their oh, gimmick. Oh, yeah, I like that. Now I'm kind of like, into it. Going to Starbucks and the referee yep. shirt. Referee shirt, yeah. 
directing, directing people, the, the line, right? Yeah. Tighten up the line, that kind of stuff. Doing a five count at the person in front of them. Yep. Oh, <laughs> just always being a referee. Yeah, See, always that's a, referee. a show. That's a yep. show. Yeah. They're re- regular everyday lives. That's real, nothing. Re- real referees of Las Vegas. Ref the world. Ref the world, yeah. That's a great question, Actually, Asian uh, Joe. Did people watch AEW All Access? Nope. I feel like I watched there, one episode. Was there, was there a Total Divas equivalent? Wasn't there like a Heels, or was that just like a movement? Was there a show called AEW Heels, or was that just like a program to get I more think that was like involved a, in wrestling? That was a like show a, on, on Showtime, Heels. Is it Showtime? I think yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Let's let's you know let's table this. Uh, what would we call this referee show? Okay. And let's bring in the ISPW Women's <laughs> Champion, Miss Vicious Vicky, the vicious one. How are you, Vicky? Hi guys, what's up? Roof. Don't mind him. He's just gonna keep doing that because he's, what's his name? What's his name? His name is Champ, which is very fitting. Um, but he's barking at my inflatable Santa Claus that's outside. <laughs> that's, that's what he's been doing for the last hour. So. so Champ does not like Santa Claus is what you're saying. Apparently not. I don't understand it, but so Champ goes outside. Santa's got some problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. He takes after his mommy. What? You don't like Santa? No, no, just barking at inanimate objects. Wait, you... <laughs> that also sounds about right. Nowhere in this uh, this overview of Vicious Vicky does it say anything of, about barking. There's no barking in your nickname. Hey, I made you laugh, right? Come on. Give, give me something, man. I'm not a stand-up comedian. I'm a professional wrestler, okay? <laughs> That's a good point. That's fair. I mean, you, you have you ever thought about trying stand-up comedy? I maybe I should. I don't know. We'll see. Don't. This do is it. a great start. This is. I won't. Is, no, do it. Do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> I bet you got road stories you could tell that would make people cringe, laugh, cry. Um, more so probably cry, but we can work with some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So crying is not really good for comedy. So. Right. Might... <laughs> oh, it's that's that that's the time honored thing. Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Mrs. Vicky, give us the road stories. Not stand up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, how are you feeling uh fresh off of your successful defense of the ISBW title this past weekend? Um, I feel great. Um, you know, this is the one of many. Um, you know, um Angel Metro is uh up and comer as well, so it's always nice to get in the ring with new faces as well. Um when you're in a market that I'm in. Um, you tend to wrestle the same people unless you get yourself out there, which is what I'm trying to do for 2024. But, um, but yeah, I've been three-time ISPW women's champion, reigning, defending, still got that, uh, still got that strap. So when does Tommy, Tommy Fury, when does Tommy Fiero let you wrestle, uh, like the men since you're just destroying all the women? To be fair, I have been saying this for the longest time. Um, I was never big on intergender wrestling once upon a time, but you know what, man? Like, I can hang with the guys, right? You know, like, yes. Why, why not? Why not? So I, I, I agree with that. I think, I think there needs to be a um, vicious Vicky versus fill in the blank for the ICW heavyweight title or. 
any heavyweight title or any male dominated title in any company. I think um, I think I've earned that stripe. So we'll see. Would you so, would you ch- would you challenge Crowbar? Oh my God! Well, first of all, Crowbar is a legend in himself, but um, maybe I could hang with Crowbar. I'd like to think that I could. <laughs> Crowbar is fantastic. I don't know how he's still doing what he's doing, but kudos to him, man. So when so ISPW is a, is a very legendary promotion in this area. Obviously, in New Jersey, we grew up going to ISPW shows. Um, and then when it came back, how did you get linked up? Did Tommy reach out to you? Was he familiar with your work? Like, how did you get so heavily ensconced and being one of the most featured performers of ISPW? Yeah. So, um, he was at a local indie show before he started running ISPW again. And, um, he had just approached me and, um, you know, said I was, this was a few years ago now. So I was still you know, sort of green, you know, and right. he's like, uh, you know, I see a lot of potential in you. And I think, um, you know, I'm going to be starting up my company again. I'd love to bring you in. So I was like, yeah, sure. Like I knew of ISPW um, just based off of, you know, years prior and, and, and veterans talking about it and whatnot. But um, so I was very eager to obviously work new places and whatnot. And um, I built a really strong, solid relationship with him. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride. I'm, I'm glad to have been a part of a lot of first time ever's for that company. So <laughs> right. So what do you what do you think that company in general has done for the resurgence of what do you think it's contributed back to independent wrestling in New Jersey and and the likes? Um probably just like old school wrestling um or like like the aspect of that like having a lot of these older older guys and the veterans there like for me personally like off the record like I don't take that for granted that I have been in the locker room with a lot of these guys and, you know, I can pick their brains and, you know, talk to them, ask them to watch my match and, you know, and, and also build friendships and relationships with them. Like, you know, I would never think that I would be friends with these guys that I watched on TV many moons ago, you know, and I'm still young. So, um, you know, for me, I think ISPW is just solely like focused on that. And now um, I'm appreciating what Tommy's been doing because he's starting to bring in a wave of indie talent and top indie talent and not just, you know, and not that it's a bad thing because a lot of companies stick to their few and true because that's just what works. Um, I know a lot of successful companies that do that um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I like that he's starting to bring in some new faces and, um, you know, a lot. There's so much indie talent. I mean, it's just it's insane. So I think having um, options essentially for a lot of these guys and girls is, is huge. I'm glad Tommy's starting to like jump on that bandwagon. Now you were bestowed the honor of being named in the women's PWI 250 uh, at 185. Um, how much does that mean to you? This PWI women's 250 is something relatively new. And for someone who's been in the game, I mean, you've been in a couple of years, but that's a huge honor for you to be mentioned in uh, the PWI women's 250 i really want to say 500 because i've been around for that long but i know it's the 250 don't mind me my brain doesn't work no that's okay well as it should most of the time um so i'm about five years in i'm five years in now um, a little over five and um you know growing up i have even just now i was going through like my old stuff that i collected as a kid and, and whatnot and a teenager and i'm just like 
it's so cool to have like pro wrestling illustrated magazines you know um, even back in the day they had wow i don't know if anyone remembers that oh yeah oh, i have 100%. all the, i have right yeah, out of the <laughs> office i have them all the same publisher that did the ecw magazine yeah i have some of those uh but to be you know featured in one of these magazines that i collected as a kid or or, or you know anytime i'd go to the food store with my mom because for some reason like ShopRite and a and p if anyone remembers that back in the day always had the magazines and i used to just get the magazines and read them while my mom was shopping or something you know if i didn't buy them um but anyway i'm i'm going on a rant here but um to be featured in it is freaking awesome i remember when i got it i was just like oh my god like someone texted me which it seems to be how it works it's like someone reaches out you know before you can see it and that's what happened and i was just like holy shit i was like you know i was and and I know it's like to some people, like it's just a list and, you know, some people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. And like, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I, I like to think that the people that put in their time and effort to research and, you know, um, give us a platform or, or some sort of thing to work towards, you know, I think it's huge and it's an honor. Um, you know, I'm above a lot of people that I'm just like, ah, OK, <laughs> like, sure. Um, but again, I think, you know, it just goes based off of a lot of things that go unnoticed. Um, in the real world of pro wrestling, if that makes sense. So for me, that was just, that was awesome. We bought, me and my boyfriend, we bought like three copies. You know, I was signing a few at some shows, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very honored to be in that magazine. So. What, what was it like to be a part of the last match musical? <clears throat> that was really cool. So that was like probably one of the coolest things I ever did in my life. <laughs> um, you know, my love for pro wrestling, obviously, but then to mix it with like this other world is just like, what, you know, um, like no one has ever thought to do that. So that's why I think it's like really groundbreaking and cool. And to have been a part of that um, is an honor as well. You know, there's a lot of things that I feel like some people might take for granted in their life. And like, I don't, I'm very like, I'm always a smell the roses kind of person. Um, and I always like stop and think before like things happen or I get opportunities or something. And I just always like pray. I was like really grateful. And I remember when I got that opportunity, I was just like, wait, a musical. I'm like, okay. I was like, I think I can get with this. And then like, it was like, we didn't know what to expect. You know, we were all kind of back like the wrestlers who were involved. Um, we were all just kind of like, is this going to work? Like, I don't know. And then we did it and it was, it was amazing um and the reactions to the crowd and like everything i was like dude oh this is better than any show that i've been a part of like you know so it's it's really cool and i'm really excited to see um where that goes and how that takes off and whatnot so did you now i have not seen the show but i've only heard good things about it did you just wrestle did you get to sing and when were you like man i would love to sing can i sing um I can low key sing, kind of like a little what bit. You, um, low, like you can sing like low key. No, like like low key, like on the under the radar. Like I can sing, maybe. What can you sing? <laughs> do you want to do a sing along? We can sing nope. some in sync. All four of us can <laughs> oh, sing. Oh yeah, I'm wearing sing. my. I had to wear my sync shirt. Did you? Um, Why? <laughs> because I'm excited, man. I don't know what's going on with them, but like I'm like real excited. Like I'm. Who's? It's been like weeks and months of them like announcing they're together. I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> like, Who's your favorite member of NSYNC? Well, it would be Justin. Of course but it would. I did like JT, so it's it's a tie. Which one's JT? 
I mean, JC, I'm sorry. I, JC is Justin Timberlake. JC is the yes. one next one. That one in the middle. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm not up on my I'm not up on my NSYNC. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I that's did, a- so so Vicky, I did actually just listen to the to the the song from the Trolls movie. It ain't bad. It's not. The only thing I don't like, and I will say this, I don't care. I don't like that it's Justin Timberlake featuring NSYNC. I think that's a little like, come on. Is that like, what they, is that what they titled it as? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh really? Like, no. You're in sync, but whatever. Um, it's the worst. That kind of that kind of got under my skin a little bit, but clearly. Um, <laughs> what was the question you asked? <laughs> if you sung or if you just wrestled? Oh no! So there was no singing for us, which was probably a good thing. Um, but we did do like the segment that me and Tina San Antonio had did together. Um, it was very cool. Uh, it was like, it was literally like the. Um, what do you call it? The the music like slowed down and it was we had to like work in slow motion like ballet because the name of the song was Ballet with Teeth, which was super cool. So we had to like start real slow and the lockup and the theatrics of everything. And then we like, boom, like, you know, full body went into it and the crowd freaking ate it up. Um, my finisher was a bulldog. Like, you know, like it was just like, but it, it, it was less. It was totally less is more, you know. Um, and we went over it for two days before we went on stage. I actually severely sprained my ankle the two days before <laughs> I had to do this and it was bad, but I pushed through because I was like, I am not, not doing this. So we're going to tape that baby up and have a ball. But yeah, so no sin, just stress. Are you a fan of musicals in general? Sort of. Um, when I was like in high school and middle school, I did like like musical theater stuff, even elementary school. Like I was always doing like acting and singing and chorus and solos and all these different things. Um, so it was it was cool to kind of do it. Um, you know, I haven't done any of that stuff since high school, but most of my life, which was school, um, you know, I did all those things. So it was I kind of had an idea and whatnot. But um, so, yeah, it was it was it was cool to do that. So. So we actually we go back a little bit of ways. Uh, it's been a while, yeah. but um, but so I've always noticed that you've been a huge fan of Lita. Yes. Like diehard Lita, diehard Hardy Boys. What was it about Lita that drew you to to being such a big fan of her? She was just, she was just cool. Like like I remember like when she debuted with with Essa Rios. That was when I first like noticed her. And I was like, oh, I love the red hair. It was different from the women that were on, you know, like it wasn't your typical diva or whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, she's cool. And then she liked flipping and stuff. And that was awesome to see like a girl do that, you know. The tattoo was cool. And then when she, once she transitioned with the Hardys and everything, I was like, I already liked the Hardy boys because I thought they were really cool. And then when they all combined together, I remember like I was like, seven like you know and i was just like the coolest thing in the world um and they've just just been a lifelong uh fandom if you will did you buy the dan moth jacket i did you did <laughs> are you serious i did you did buy it? i was just fucking around holy crap does, you does it? it still smell like him <laughs> No, I want in the water nice, right now. Nicest smelling dude in all of pro wrestling. I'll tell you that right it, now. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue this. Yeah, no, I, I watched it because I don't know who, like, you know, I, I always watch things when I buy them. I'm, I'm thinking, good idea. But, 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, man, I had to have that. He trained me, man. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah, that was real. I, I was totally busting your ball. Like I really didn't think you were gonna buy it. Oh no. And, and no, no, it. I was like, oh, I'm getting this. I, I even got this. Like I got this right here too. Oh, the figure? Is it the figure? There yeah. it is. <laughs> nice. This is the coolest thing ever. I'm like, yeah. dude, I have to get that. Yeah, love moth. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're talking with the ISPW Women's Champion. She has numerous other titles in the world of independent pro wrestling. At Vickish, Vicious, excuse me, vicious. underscore Vicky, <laughs> underscore on the Twitter machine. Uh, looking on your Twitter, Miss Vicious, uh, I kind of dig the bloody eyes. I'm not gonna lie. What's the? Yeah. Uh, is there any 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 story behind that, or is it just you were uh, looking to do something a little different? Because you do look very menacing. Yeah, so, um, you know, we always try to not pull the curtain back, but it's 2023 going into 2024, and there, I don't think there really is any curtain anymore. Wait, you really <laughs> don't have you really don't have bloody eyes? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> like, there's really no curtain anymore. It's just not there. Um, but, yeah, I kind of, you know, did this transition of that I'm, like, finding finding a darker side of myself. Uh, and I kind of did that to, like... You know, the, 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 I'm leaving everything open right now because um, I like that people are asking questions and it leaves me more creativity room. So that's where I'm leaving it right now. So so you've been Vicious Vicky for, for a long time. Do you feel like now, but you've always had like some sort of like a, for lack of a better word, like presentable, you know, presentation. Like you were just, you know, wearing like wrestling gear, like, borderline traditional women's wrestling gear and you're just just vicious vicky now do you feel like this kind of brings out the you know the adjective of vicious yeah um you know i i was the heel when i first started and i kind of was just fine like it was it was kind of weird to start that way because heels lead and it was just weird but i made i i did it and made the best of it and then i'd be just, I'm like this uber baby face i don't know like people just like me i could like literally like punt like a child and they'll just be like, yeah, they're gay. And I was like, I don't know. Whatever. Well, kids are a little, kids are a little dickheads. So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Right, yeah, let's go. Uh, which is great. Cause that means I'm over. And I will admit that I, I think I am over, but whatever. Um, so with this gimmick, I, I just kind of feel like I wanted to do something different. Right. Cause I feel like for five years, I've been kind of the same version of myself, just different gear, maybe like a little bit of a different sass to me, whether I was baby or heel, like I would just kind of mix it up. But like, I always had the cheetah print, you know, that was even behind me, like that's not a gimmick. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I've always done like kind of the same thing and just kind of mix things up a little. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like, uh-uh, like, let's do something completely different. Let, let me Let me test myself and you know, not do the same thing. And uh, my brain and like the way I was kind of brought up, I guess, in the business is I'm not signed. Why? Let's change some stuff. And maybe that'll do it. You know, some people are like, oh, well, don't fix it if it ain't broke. You're over. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not signed. <laughs> so let's yeah. let's show that I can be versatile and creative and 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 not do the same thing and not rely on the same thing. So, this dark devil, vicious Vicky, has been born. Where do so, you uh, where do you find your inspiration for the dark, vicious Vicky? So, 
it's mainly like one of those things where I've found myself in a dark place, um, not recently or anything, but just in life. And I feel not jealous because that's not the right word. Um, so you guys can help me out here with trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, but I've always felt, um, I don't even want to say envious, but when I see others doing things that I'm capable of or that maybe motivated, I, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good word. Um, I kind of look and I'm like, Hey, like, well, I should be there. And it's not a, not a cocky thing or anything. I'm a sponge. Right. I'm ready to learn. I, I, I know I have work to do. Like, no, I'm not tooting my own horn by any means. But I kind of look and I get, like, like fueled, you know? And I think for a while there, seeing other people going and going and going, and I'm just like, you know, whether they're on the same level as me or not, um, it kind of fueled me. It, made, it kind of sparked that dark, like, vengeful... I'm going to be so good that you want to book me. I'm going to be so good that you want to sign me. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's it's one of those things where you're not like, you don't think you should be there and they shouldn't. You should just be there. Correct. Yes. Right. So like you're very motivated to get to where you think you should be because these people are there. Something along that line. Yes. And I'm happy for people, man. I I genuinely get like, Oh my God. Like I like a fangirl for people that I've been in the ring with or worked with or friends with. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know how cool it is to put on AW and watch like half the people that I either trained with or was friends with or grew up with. And I'm yep. just like, this is freaking awesome. But I want to be there, you know? Yeah, no. It's not necessarily just AEW. Like, you know, I just want to be I, I, I believe that I'm very capable of performing at a higher level and I and I feel that I've earned that. And that's that's just coming from my heart and my own work. You know, I I watch my stuff back tons of work we all need work like that's just wrestling like we could always get better we could always improve and we're always learning every single second um but i believe the things that are lack not lacking but i like the old school style of wrestling which old school as in television wwe entertainment working like you're on television i work angles cameras facials all these things that indie things aren't getting you know um which is why i'm shout out grateful to go pro wrestling because if i say hey this is my gimmick this is what i'm doing be ready for facials the one show that they did with me recently i was just like bro like i wanted to kiss all their feet because i was so happy i was like i love (laughs) you so much you got it like you know i believe that i work at that caliber um and hopefully i can get there so yeah why the why would you uh you in defeat I, no, I don't know. I just said that. I don't know. You're like, don't kiss them on the... Rumors. No, you said rumors. it, not me. You said I would I kiss did. their feet. Like, a kiss on the no, cheek like is a, su- suffice, too. Like a bow down thing. All right. A high five, <laughs> a Starbucks gift card, but you're looking to kiss feet. <laughs> you're the one, Vicky. You should be selling the feet stuff on the OnlyFans. There's better options. Yeah. Dude, these people are crazy. Yeah, they are. They're crazy. They're out <laughs> no. their damn minds. No idea. Let me ask you this, vicious Vicky. Uh, cage match says you're from from Belleville, New Jersey. Did you have to run the vicious name by Belleville's very own Vicious Vin? No. Do you know? Do you know who Vicious Vin? And I'm not trademarked, so does any? Do you know who? Do you know who Vicious Vin is? I have no idea. Ah, oh, Vicious Vin is a legend. SSCW legend. 
Matt, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Vicious Vin have uh, something to do with that figure that she just showed us? I'm pretty sure he is the maker of those 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 figures. The yeah. the moth one. The moth. Yes. I'm pretty sure Vicious Vin is involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I he do know this. Either he don't look. Or... Well, I'm yeah. sorry if I don't. don't no, worry. no, you're good. He's been out of the wrestling industry a very long time, and he definitely doesn't look like what he used to look like. Okay, so then I don't feel too bad. No, no, no don't feel bad. I just <laughs> feel bad. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> you said Lita was a big influence on you. Have you ever had the opportunity to meet her, spend time with her in a locker room, cross paths with her? Yeah, so I met her once at a uh, wrestle. Well, not wrestle. It was PWS back in the back then, but. Um, oh, yeah, back I in the her, Yeah, I met her at 2013 at a PWS show. Um, and that was, you know, I wasn't wrestling yet. Like, this was just like a quick, normal meet and greet, whatever. And then at um, Icons in July, yeah, in July, um, I was there signing. She was there. And I was just like, I have to, I have to go up to her. I have to. And I was like, I didn't even know. My, my, my best friend who's not into wrestling was with me she was visiting so she got to like be in my world and whatnot and she she was looking at me she's like i've never seen you like this because i'm usually like cool calm like you know whatever like i was freaking out she's like i've never seen you like this she said you have to go talk to her i was like yeah i know i'm working on it and i was like (laughs) i was like i'm gonna do it so i just said screw it like i just went up to her you know she had no line for a second so i was like i went over there and talked to her. I was like, hi, Lita. I was like, you know, I'm Vicky. I'm also an aspiring wrestler. Like, I gave her the whole spiel um, and thanked her for everything and being a main reason why I want to do this. And we took a picture and, you know, it was, it was great, you know. Um, did yeah. you kiss her feet? I did not kiss her feet. She probably would have <laughs> freaking twisted feet in my ass. <laughs> she might like. She might have liked that. No, no, no. That would no, be no, a real twist of All right, I forget I even said that. <laughs> well, look, I bet you, look, I don't I don't mean to speak ill of Lita, but she's been in the wrestling game a long time. Her feet might be mangled, so if someone wants to kiss them, she might. No, you think she's Holy got Alice? pretty feet? She's got pretty oh, feet. Make it stop. <laughs> ah, you don't know Try what it. you signed up for, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, Vicky, you mentioned about trying to be signed, but I do know that not too long ago, maybe a couple years ago, you did have a tryout. I did. With uh, with WWE. How did that go? What was that process like? How long was <laughs> it? Like, wh- how, how did that work out for you? I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I got I thought I thought I was like, I didn't think it was real. I remember I was like at work and I got this email. Um, that They have the WWE recruit page where you like you know, send in your stuff and like if you do extra work, which I've done regularly like, you know, we send in our stuff regularly we apply on the website just so that conga line right yeah yeah that was (laughs) that was that was interesting but yeah that was that was a while ago but um recently i've been backstage quite a few times and they just really don't use the women which stinks but we get to be back there so i'm not going to complain i'm happy to be there but anyway um so i was like eight months in and uh i got the email and i'm like it was like WWE recruit. And I'm like, what? I thought it was like a, like a shop zone email or something, you know, like I didn't know that it was like for me. I'm like, I just saw WWE. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. And then I was like, did that say recruit? And then it like, you know, clicked. Um, 
so I got invited out there eight months in, which is very nerve wracking because I'm eight months in, you know. Um, and I remember I asked Pat at the time when I was training at WrestlePro and I was like, I was like freaking out. I was like, I didn't know what to do. They're like, how did you get this? I was like, I don't know. I just applied. Like this was like right before he started working there too. So, um, but you know, Moth worked my ass off to get ready. Like they really, like, they really helped me like get as physically fit ready as possible because it was a lot of cardio. Um, it was a four day, four day thing. Um, we would wake up at six o'clock in the morning, you know, be there by seven, um, do the drills, a lot of drills. And I was, I was number one. So I think they went by last names. Um, this was my curse in school. I was cause my last name starts with an A. So I was always <laughs> first for everything. Um, and I was number one. So I had to go first for everything. Um, even the promos, the promo, I was like, Oh my God. I think like, like I just did it, you know? Um, and it was cool, you know, you get, you you have William Regal, I'm locking up William Regal, you know, like doing these really cool things that I will never forget. And a lot of things that I took out of that to this day, I still have in my little notebook that I, you know, wrote notes and stuff. Um, and that was, that was the only time I ever got invited out there, but to be invited out there that, you know, green. And there was one thing, and I always tell people this, there was one thing I remember that may play into what I'm doing now is I was, coming down for my practice match. It was like the end of the the tryout. We have like tryout matches essentially. Um, and I was coming down the ramp. And at the time I was a technically a valet really. I wasn't really completely born into my full Vicious Vicky self yet. And I had on all the blue and black Greek Nikos Rikos colors. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I was coming down the ramp, I had on all the, you know, whatever. I remember Norman Smiley. I remember him saying it, specifically saying it to someone else. I was coming down the ramp. He was like, what's the gimmick? And, like, I'll never, like, not to me, but, like, to someone else. And I will never forget that. And I don't know why. Like, it just stuck with me. Like, you know, like, being more showy and, like, trying to explain myself out the gate, you know. Um, but it was it was awesome. And I, I made some friends from it, too. So, a couple of the people that were in that class with me got signed. Um, Ulyssa Leone was one of them. Um, Asia Smith, one of the refs, uh, someone else. But yeah, it was it was really cool. It was really cool. And then I know I know about a year ago you got to do AEW Dark against Athena, um, and you know a little further into your wrestling journey. Um, did you go into that a little more prepared than when you got the tryout with WWE? Yes. So uh, I would say my in-ring was definitely more up to par and speed. Um, but I was in like a really weird spot um, because I was starting to get a little overwhelmed, a little upset, a little down on myself um, because everyone was getting that call for dark. But me, like even like I remember a couple people were texting me like, you should be here. Like all of the Northeast people have been backstage or have had a dark match or and like, why are you not here? Like, it was just, it was starting to get weird. And it was just like, what the hell? So I put out this promo. I don't think it had anything to do with it, but I put out this promo, just raw, real. And I was like, make it make sense. Like, it was a really good promo. And I got an email like a week later. So I was like, oh, it could have just been a coincidence. I don't know if the guy who books sees this. I'm not saying that's why, but in my head, I like to think it is. Um, but I went out there and uh, I was in, like I said, a weird spot mentally. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. So it was, it was a, 
not the best time, um, but I was ready, if that makes sense. I was excited. Um, I wish I looked like I did now um, because, again, like they always say, always be ready because you never know when you're going to get the call. Um, my gear was on point, but everything else kind of wasn't. You know, I was just it was just a weird time. But I had this match. It was a quick three-minute beat up vicious vicky match which is my job and i'm happy to do it um and i share this because i'm real and this is like i said there's no curtain anymore and uh i remember the the that monday the graphic went out i was so excited i was so proud of myself i was so happy like I'm, i had my whole family sit down with me in the living room my whole family my whole family sitting down to watch me on television like legit wrestle, even though I'm getting my ass kicked, which is awesome. But I'm first time, yeah. it was a huge accomplishment for me. Like I've been through so much in my life and so much shit. And this was it, you know, like even though, if you, even if it was just that, we were excited and all the matches are airing, you know, I'm watching my friends matches, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's never airing. And I'm just like, and then when they were like, and the main event next, I almost puked. I just, <laughs> my whole family sitting there and my sisters were like, yeah, everybody like didn't know what to say because I was so excited. And I just sat up. I walked into another room, closed the door. I cried for like five seconds. And then I went, that's wrestling, you know, and slapped myself. And I was like, it's good. That's wrestling. That's 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 the business. It's OK. Like, doesn't mean it's not your shot. It's just that's wrestling. It's shit happens. Um, and then I moved on with my life. But I got the graphic and I have raw footage of it. It's on YouTube somewhere. Somebody posted it. Um, but it would have been cool to have that. But I, someone, someone took a really nice picture of me with the, oh. you know, with the AEW buckles behind me, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but yeah, but that, that was kind of like a shit moment. But now I'm just like so hungry, man. And I just, I just, I just know that like, I need to be at that caliber somehow. I need to get there, you know? And then that's what this year is going to be is like getting there, you know, making changes, hitting the road. All that stuff. So. Well, if uh, you know, if, if Court Bauer knows what's good for him, I know he's trying to build that division in MLW. Um, I think you would be a welcome addition to it. They can get rid of that Zeta Steel because she already signed with that <laughs> that that MSL and his WTF. She's bad news. I watch MLW. I know what's going on. All right, we can get rid of her. Let's bring in Vicious Vicky. We could use a little uh, a little more ladies in the uh, the featherweight division, as the MLW calls it. Um, Vicky, yeah. what? Um, so we got the blow up Santa Claus outside. Champ doesn't like the Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> but you're ready. Are you ready for Christmas? Uh, dude, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Halloween was over. Tree was up the next day. My boyfriend oh. came home like, what the hell? <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't even get to like blink. We didn't even have turkey yet. And I'm just like, yep, that's me. I love Christmas. It makes me happy. Everyone around me is happy. There's beautiful lights in my home. My home looks like Christmas puked. I love it. It just gets great. But but the tree went up the day after, day after Halloween, so it's a fake. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, can't. can't no, 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 no. I'm Don't fucking it. golf clap over there, Kevin. Fake tree. What's wrong with you? Fake tree. Fake tree. I went. I cut my own fucking tree down the other day. It's beautiful. It smells great. I love it. Yeah, okay. but if you're putting up if you're putting up your tree early, then it'll be a it'll be a pile of pine needles by the time Christmas. Well, comes. I wouldn't put my like, tree up early. You got to do well, Thanksgiving first, you heathens, strong yeah, no, people. No, no, get out. That's of here. what that's what most no? people do. No, do it. 
it's called being an adult and doing what you want to do. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah, it makes yeah, me happy. You can, get a, happy. you can get a goddamn air freshener that smells like a pine tree and put next to the thing, man. He's <sighs> cutting down your own tree. You're making work That's you don't need. I like the work. I lo- I love Christmas. That's why I cut my own Christmas tree down. No, that is cool. I've never done that. I even as growing up, I oh I my god, it's so much look. fun. You never get your boyfriend. You drive out to the the farm. You watch him cut a tree down. It's great. My <laughs> that's what my wife does. I hit my knuckle on a rock. I was bleeding all over the place. Oh, sounds, sounds like a great, great time. I had a blast. It, it didn't bother me. Oh, oh look, jam. Nelly, Nelly, get her. Get her, Nelly. Get her, Nelly. What's that? A dog? That is King. That is King. This is Nelly. Say hi, Nelly. Don't be rude. Oh, hi, Nelly. She can't hear you, Nelly. It's okay. Okay, come on, man. Get your butt out of my face. I love it. This is Sting. Say hi to Sting, everybody. Say hi to Sting. Oh, look at Sting. (laughs) Look at Sting. What is the what is the vicious Vic? Jesus Christ, the vicious. What a lot of stings all of a sudden. What does the vicious Vicky Christmas look like? Like what do we do? Uh, well, sure. so I'm, I'm I'm Italian, so we do this. No, you uh, don't say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, we do the seven fishes on uh, Christmas Eve, so that's like our thing. So that's like. Christmas Eve is basically our Christmas. Christmas Day, like growing up, we used to go to my aunt's house and whatever. But like everyone's all over the place now, so um, Christmas Eve is my thing. What is on the vicious Vicky Christmas list? Well, to be honest, and I'm not just saying this, this is probably the first time in my life I got nothing. Like I don't you got nothing. Like, so I your just, boyfriend like, don't know what to get you, or you think he's got an no. idea? <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he'll figure like he'll figure some things out. But I'm uh, like even my parents, my sit. I'm like I don't, I I have everything I want. Like I don't know, and I'm never like that. I'm like give me the gifts, you know. But I can't think of anything. I I also buy my own shit. So like yeah, yeah. you know, I got myself a new laptop. I got we got you know a new freaking seventy inch TV. Like you know, I'm taking care of things. You know, so I don't know. I just want everyone to be healthy. That's what I want and happy. And maybe a diamond ring. <laughs> oh, shit, son. You hear that, Bob? You hear that, Rob? You hear that, Rob? <laughs> Scream that from your podcast, Rob. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for him. What if it, What if it's a Christmas, Christmas miracle? I mean, it could be, but we'll have to wait and see. Oh, uh, We're going to have to follow up with Vicious Vicky about this. Just watch, just follow my socials on Christmas. If you don't see anything, then you got your answer. <laughs> oh, God. That sounded so, like, like prematurely, like, heartbreaking. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> we got the dog. I'm happy. Yeah, pressure's on. Too. We got this puppy. He's the best, man. I, I love this dog. You guys, does are, he, you does guys the... are awesome. I like Bob. He's a good dude. Yeah, he is. He really is. He puts up my shit, so he's got to be. Is Bob a wrestler? No, he's a uh, podcaster, commentator, journalist. Yeah, I'll All shout right. it out there. Bob Culture, the uh, Bob Culture podcast, right? Is that what it's called? Yep, Bob and Culture. DCC he's, uh, Plus. That's the uh, the website. Yeah. Good dude. I met him a couple times. Nice guy. Uh, Bob Culture podcast. <clears throat> he is. This is not the right one because it has these. 
Only has two followers, so I'm guessing that's the wrong one. No, he has way more than that. Do I anyway. do I ask the question I ask all? You have to ask. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, this makes Kevin so uncomfortable. I ask everybody, Vicky. Everybody. Everybody. This usually throws the complete the whole interview right off the rails. When was the last time you shit oh, no. your pants? Shit my pants? Yeah. The la- I know ladies poop. I got a wife. Like, I know what goes on. Or... Like a- no, he he means literally. I mean, I don't shit my pants. I shit in the toilet bowl. You never sharted? You. Never once have you sharted? No. All right. I'm like, I don't shit my pants, but I You'd be surprised the, the, ama- the amount of people that shit their pants that come on this podcast. Really? Oh, everyone. The most of the, all the guys. Like incontinence? All the guys. See, it's not like a, like a, like a blog. It's like a. It's like a shart when you think it's a fart, but then a little little more comes out. Oh, I know what it is. But... Yeah, so when I, when I tell people, like, a lot of people come on the show and tell the shit their pants story, it's just like, it's a guy, it's got to be a guy thing. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I'm, I don't care. I'm an open book. I'm just like, I don't have that for you. Sorry. That, no, that's good. That's, look, that's, that's good. That's great. That's good that everybody, <laughs> all the guys have a story. That's amazing. I'm so sorry that that happens. Today. It happens. Look, I don't. You know, you know, you're on the road. Maybe you stop at a, a, a sheet. Oh, I get it. You, you get something that doesn't really agree with your stomach. I get it, but you make it to the bathroom. What if you're in the middle of a match? The middle of a match? Who doesn't shit before they wrestle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the protocol is. I've never been in the ring. I'm not gonna go wrestle full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's also Great a fair point. point but That's what if you're like, disaster. what if you were feeling good, like you went to try and empty the tank before, and then you get out there, you know, maybe someone cuts like a fucking twenty minute promo. You're like, what are we doing, guys? Uh, then you're like, oh, that gas station sushi don't feel right, and you take a bump ew. and it's a wrap. I don't know. I mean, I guess it can happen, but I mean, I try to be very prepared for these things. You know, you get kicked in the stomach and stuff. You can't be full of stuff. <laughs> The little pee, pee a little bit. You pee a little bit. You get kicked in the stomach. Oh yeah, that's happened. There we go. That's oh, yeah. what it yeah. happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. You no, were, no, Kevin, you were just complaining about being old before. I got news for you, buddy. I'm only a couple <laughs> years older than you, but I think it's, I think we all tinkled a little, but shit in my pants. I can't give you a story about that. That's okay. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh boy. We appreciate the honesty. That's right. Oh, I'm. What am I going to lie for? It? <laughs> exactly, right? <clears throat> well, Vicky, well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you t- taking time out of your busy Monday night schedule. Do you know who your next title defense will be uh, in the ISPW? Uh, it might be Angel again. I am not sure at this present time. But I, I'm thinking she's 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 coming for a rematch, so we'll see. Is the uh, will the vicious Vicky be showing up at MLW this Thursday? Maybe. Oh, say word. Uh, look out, notorious I, Mimi. I, I, might, I might, I might pop in. You know, shake some, shake some hands. You know. Oh, kiss some babies. Kiss some babies. Yeah. Shaking hands because you know because you're vicious, you should uh, probably eat a baby. <laughs> Let's live the gimmick. 
shake some babies, kiss some hands. Yeah, yeah, you'll be or like feet. a British. I'm not shaking babies. I didn't want to bring up the feet again. <laughs> you'll be like a British nanny. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> wow, you went there. I go, I go everywhere. I'm like a. I'm like a dude driving through a farmer's market on a Sunday. <laughs> Just mow wow. you down. Oh boy. Well, Vicky, well, thank you so much for joining. This was a blast. <laughs> I would we anytime you want to come back on and just shoot the shit and hang out or you have something to promote or talk or whatever you're always welcome here. This was a lot of fun. I hope you had a good time. I did. I'm down. I appreciate it. That was good to see you again. All right, bye guys. Good Later. luck. Good luck, champ. Thanks. Don't poop your pants. Not won't. <laughs> and if we don't talk to you before the holidays, I hope you have a very merry Christmas yeah. and you enjoy yes. the time with your uh, your family and your loved ones. All right, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. Good luck with NSYNC. <laughs> hey, it's Kevin. Hey, look at this guy. All right. Vicious Vicky. Well, I'm going to post all her uh, banners, uh, not her banners, all her uh, her social media stuff. I'll put it in the show description at vicious underscore Vicky underscore on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can see a bunch of her stuff. And then I'll put the link tree in the show description so you can check it out uh, over there. Do we? I I don't think Tony's coming, guys. I hate to say it. He sent me a message during the Vicky interview. Uh, Might not be in at all tonight. Some heavy shit came up. Heavy shit. I guess we're. Is that a joke? No, no. I think it's a a workshop joke. Pipe pipe joke. No, I think it's a work. Like he's like. Serious work stuff. Okay, serious work stuff. So it's not like serious, like yeah, no, not like stuff. a dude. Okay. I, I didn't really elaborate. He just said he probably yeah, yeah. wasn't going to be in, so I just left. Did he let like you that. know how his? Did he let you know his pipes were? Yeah, didn't ask. How his pipes? Gotcha. It's kind of more ask. important. All right. Well, we still got a bunch of stuff to talk about here, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to we'll talk about Kevin's trip to AEW. Randy Orton's <laughs> back. The CM Punk promo. More wrestling talk. Coming right at you. Somebody say it. Back after this. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web. And make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Helps us out. And we can continue to bring you the love fest that is The Shining Wizards. It's time for your weekly lineup of shows on The Shining Wizards Network. On Mondays, check out the latest from Gorilla Brain. Featuring the year of Duke and Rogue. Covering the history of wrestling year by year. Also from Gorilla Brain is the Tots Pod with handsome Kevin and Loverboy Al, telling people to get off the lawn and reviewing wrestling figures. 
Also on Mondays, get your horror fix with 30 Screams or Less featuring Steve and Corey, where they review a horror film in 30 minutes or less. Monday Night's Live, it's The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Wednesday Nights, it's The Mark Order Podcast, covering everything AEW with Ant Money. Kate the Great, Ryan Schlong, and Asian Joe. Get your metal fix on Fridays with Snowy and Aaron on Radioactive Metal, the longest-running metal podcast on the planet. Saturdays, it's High Five Tom and Will Mercier on ROH Revelry, covering the history of Ring of Honor. On Sundays, it's Inconclusive Breakdown with Justin and Vince, covering the week in pop culture, politics, and more. The Shining Wizards Network also features other great shows, including Bread Club, where Kieran and Matt cover everything New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Brocast, where brothers Alan and Tom watch some of the greatest and not-so-great matches in wrestling. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, where the Impact Fly of Phil Rea discusses current wrestling while paying homage to the past. And Wrestling Night in Canada, where Snowy, Matt, and Dustin put a north-of-the-border perspective on the world of wrestling. Enjoy all the great shows on the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to the Shining Wizards. Stop it. (laughs) What the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? Sorry. That was, uh... I didn't expect that to happen. Well, Vicious Vicky, that was a great little chat. And, uh, yeah. you know, Kate's Corner, We co- I think we covered a lot in the first half of the show. Wow, that's, a, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to cover. Yeah. But there's a lot more to talk about. <laughs> well, I want to wait for Kate. I'm waiting for KJG to get back because I feel gotcha. like it's important that he's part. He's got to be part of this conversation. He's got to be part of it. Gotcha. He, needs to, he needs to hear the story. About your trip to AEW Dynamite. So, for those not familiar, <laughs> AEW Dynamite took place this last week in the uh, in the Minnesota area, and our very own HK was there. So, uh, HK, the floor is yours. Let's hear about this trip to Dynamite, buddy. <laughs> oh boy! So, uh, I guess just to, to to set it up, I I went with Petey. Uh, he's uh, he works for the Timberwolves. So he's got an office there at the Target Center. He said, "Don't you know? Don't worry about picking up tickets." He goes, "Like I got, I got you. We'll go." Uh, we got there, and not super early, like much later than I would normally show up at a show, and it was pretty much empty. Um, so I started walking around, went to the, you know, did the normal stuff, hit the merch table, uh, walking around, met some people, uh, spoke with. Uh, uh, Dante and Darius's mom, she offered to, uh, to give us some, some upgraded tickets, uh, you know, uh, via top flights. So that was, that was nice. Uh, we found our seats, uh, sat down and, uh, I think you guys got the, the text that I sent you guys was at like maybe 10 to 10 to 10 minutes to showtime, something like that. Um, yep. They did uh, dark match was Colt Cabana and Brandon Cutler versus God. What, what is their name? Man Scout. Is it Man Scout Manning? Manning. Yeah. Yeah. And and I forget his his tag team partner, but that was a, a very entertaining match. A lot of fun. Uh, and then waiting for the show to start, and the place still didn't fill up. 
uh it was it was at, it was as empty as i've ever seen uh the target center for any event it was crazy i think they they ended up selling under 5000 tickets uh ticket sales uh, according to yeah co- sorry kevin i didn't mean to cut you off according oh, to wrestling ahead. headline wrestlingheadlines.com they sold 4648 tickets and for a wrestling event they can uh that venue can hold, I think it's 20,000, uh, just over 20,000 tickets. And it really? was, yeah, it was empty. I mean, I mean, shockingly empty. Um, watched the first match, went over to find the, the seats that we got from, uh, from top flight there ended up that the, the seats we got from top flight were closer, but not better. I guess if that makes sense to you, the tickets that we had were dead on, you know, center of the ring. Yeah. Uh, the upgraded tickets closer to the ring, but just not better seats. Uh, so we ended up going back to our spot. It was, it was sad because it was so empty. The crowd was not, the crowd was not necessarily hot. I think the biggest, the biggest reaction of the night was for Bob, who was a stagehand. So it was, it was, it was rough, man. It was rough all night. It was, it was kind of sad uh, on many levels. Like they had uh, Justin Roberts numerous times throughout the night asking people not to leave because they're going to rampage right after uh, Tony Khan twice came out to say, you know, don't leave rampage is next. We have the best wrestlers in the world coming for you. And, and people were leaving before the main event. It was, it was, it was bad. And I don't know, I, I haven't watched the show uh, on, you know, how it came across on TV. Uh, but being there in the audience, it was disappointing. Uh, it was sad. It was a, it was a, it was a big letdown. Well, let, uh, let, let's just look at the card that they just ran out there, Kev, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you have John Moxley, uh, Jay Lethal. Awesome. But then John Moxley, arguably the biggest star on the entire show, starts off. Like he's in the opening match, and then you go, Roosh, Mark Briscoe. Okay, like us hardcore fans, us diehards know that both of these guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Wardlow beats AR Fox, uh, Action Andretti, and the returning uh, top flight as a team defeat Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardys. Who, let's be honest, the Hardys have been putting everybody over for the last year, so whenever you, it's to the point where you see the Hardys, you know they're going to lose. Julia yeah. Hart defeats Emi Sakura. Uh, put Emi Sakura in the same boat as the Hardys. Every time you see her coming out in a match, you know she's going to lose. And then you have your main event is, is a, a C2 match, which is Swerve Strickland versus Jay White. I'm sorry. As much as Swerve is has improved and as much as people have gotten behind him and as great as he is, and as much as Jay White has done in New Japan and as much as he's done... In, in that feud with MJF, that's not a main show main event. That's not no. a, that's that's not a TV show main event. That's not your no. A show main event. No, I'm sorry. And this is this is a bad. It, it was a good show, but this is a bad show when you're looking at it on paper. And why? That's why they don't draw the way that they used to when they. There's no no Jericho, right? I'm not saying that he would have made a difference, but no Jericho, no Omega. And I know Jer- is Jericho touring, Matt. Is that the, is that the deal? Is he? Dude, he's all. He just showed up in fucking Vietnam for some yeah. at, a, at a wrestling yeah. show. Like yeah. I don't know what he's doing. 
I mean, they yeah. did shoot the angle where he got beat up by Big Bill after Big Bill, yes. where he starts okay. junked him after full gear, but they didn't make it sound like he was going to be out for any extended amount of time. This is just a. This is this is this to me looks like rampage. So it is. Uh, I guess if I can just run down run down the card, uh, like like you just did. Uh, Moxley got a got a pretty. I mean, Moxley got a pretty pretty good ovation when he always when, will. when he when he came out. The match itself was wasn't. I mean, people weren't on the edge of their seats or anything like that for for that match. Um, going into. Yeah, what was the the next one? Was Top Flight Roosh. and the Hardys? No, Roosh got Roosh you. Roosh and Briscoe. Nobody was into that match. It was it was dead for that match, which is disappointing because I I, I love Briscoe. Not a huge Roosh guy, but love Briscoe. So that so, was disappointing. That's surprising because I I watched this on TV and it seemed like Roosh did get a decent response after it, the match. It it could have came across that way on TV. Yeah. It, it was it wasn't there live. Um, so top flight, obviously coming back, right? Reunited, big deal. They're hometown guys. Uh, actually, uh, super, super nice guys too. Yeah. Um, you know, with Darius coming back after that just horrible, you know, horrific injury that he dealt with. Um, Lo- I got to talk- love that they love that they showed that again too on TV. Yeah, and they I they showed on the, the fucking big screen like seven I times. To fucking see that. Well, it was Dante that just came back, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he's a he's a he is a super nice guy, uh, Very super nice guy. super humble. So I mean, he is incredible. Yeah. Got the got the opportunity to hang out with him for a while a couple months back. But let me ask uh, you this though: like, I feel like every year we get a, a top flight reunion. Like one of them's always hurt, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. But, but uh, he looks like a million bucks coming back. Uh, he is. He is, I think, my opinion. I guess the breakout out of that team. You just look at, you look at what he can do body control wise in the ring. Like he is, he is unbelievable. Hardy's is just, I mean, it's a Hardy's is a sideshow act right now. So, and then having it be a six man, it would have meant so much more, I think, to everybody in the audience to see just top flight versus the Hardys instead of making it a six man. Yeah, that I, mean, was, I, I don't think you could do that to action. I don't think you could do that to action Andretti after he's been programmed with Darius this entire time while they were around. Like they literally <laughs> just, they literally just had matching gear on the show before. Have them stand on the outside of the ring. Have them be there. They, they don't, it didn't need to be a six man tag. Uh, Julia Hart and Emmy. But so uh, Julia's a star. Right. She's right, a star. Yep. She's also she's also a homegrown talent. She is incredible. She is not she does she's not long in the tooth at all. She is still very, very young, but she's an absolute star. I don't know how the match came across on TV. Watching it, it felt like Emmy was taking her back to the tool shed, man. It like they're live. It Emmy was was taking her to task. And I think Julia took it and she she performed phenomenally. Very, very fun match. A.R. Fox didn't even get an intro. They didn't even play music for him to come down. Uh, he just walked down and high five people like a super over face with absolutely no music, no introduction. It, it was like, how, mo- how many months ago was it that he was actually part of storylines and now he doesn't even get a fucking yeah. intro? With, that was with their prize possession, Darby Allen. Or no, was yeah. it? Yeah, it was Darby. It was Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that was that was absolute shit. Uh, and then Wardlow came out and he got a he got a he got a big reaction. People and were Swerve cheering too. Like and people Swerve. were cheering yeah. for Wardlow. Uh, so that was it was it was I mean it was an obvious squash match. And then uh, moving into God, what was the main event? It just Swerve Jay White. Yeah, Swerve Jay White, which I think was a like it was a fun match to watch. 
But again, it seemed that's the funny thing. It seemed like the audience was tired by the time they got to that match, and not an awful lot had had taken like what feels like would fatigue you, like from an audience standpoint. So that was, I mean, that was that people were leaving before the main event started. People were leaving during the main event. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, it was, and it was a it was a small house to begin with. Like I say, they didn't even sell a quarter of the arena. Not even a right. quarter of the and arena. It's not like they were. They only shot that one dark match before, so it's not like they were doing dark and dark elevation before, like they did a couple of years ago, where you, yep. you know, if you wanted to see any of that, you got to had to get in at seven. Yeah, and you're essentially, you know, you're signing up for seven to eleven o'clock because you're going to see dark. It's a couple matches for dark, couple for dark elevation, then the live show, and right. then you're kind of like beat, and then you got to, you know, obviously you get your money's worth and you stay for rampage, and you kind of want to try and stay up for rampage but sometimes they don't really give you much to stay up for right it's, right and cabana not, cabana and dark and dark elevation anymore why why can't they just put do rampage at seven and just tape the matches and tell the story of why you're seeing this match on tv and pre-tapes and and like event centers or backstage promos and why like you t- you don't need to do rampage at 10 o'clock at night yeah. you don't uh Cabana and Cutler was might have been my like I was more entertained by that tag match than than anything anything on Rampage. Love seeing the homegrown talent on Dynamite, but that uh, the the Cutler and Cabana versus Man Scout and I forget I forget his, his tag team partner's name. Uh, the, and actually those those guys worked uh, security. The Christian Edge uh, segment was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that segment. It, it came it came across well to the. To the live audience, there was definitely some 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 good laughs in there. So that that played out nice. But when the when even when it's a good segment, when you're in front of that few people, it's hard for the audience to feed off of each other. So nothing was really picking up. And then uh, that ended. And then you know they come out again. Please don't go anywhere. And it's so like it's so frustrating, disappointing. You have people coming out and asking your fans not to leave your show. Like it's just it's. It's just it just comes across bad. It comes across bad, and then well, you're you're also not. Look, I fucking I, I can't. I watch Rampage, and when I was done, I put out a tweet like, "Do people actually watch this?" Yeah. Like, there's there's look, I get it, man. You have an hour of TV, you need to fill it, but you can't. There's there's just dog shit on rampage i'm sorry i know people love danhausen and hook and orange cassidy but like danhausen hook orange cassidy trent Beretta against angelo parker matt menard in the dark order with jake hager there like it was fucking a, it was bad we were 45 seconds into the match and all eight guys were in the ring doing yep. high spot after high spot after high spot after high spot 45 seconds into the match the referees just stand there looking like a fucking idiot. Now, look, I'm not the guy who's like, I don't like this because there's no psychology. But, man, because they, they did these spots and then they went into, like, a regular match. Yep. And I was like, isn't this supposed to be, like, isn't that the ending of the match when we get that right. rapid fire and then someone steals a pin? Like, I, I'm already out now. Like, I don't yep. care. Bro, I if I never see a fucking Vikingo match again, I'm good, bro. He does so, nothing for me. Any fucking they said it on Collision 2 and it pissed me off. 
God, I like Kevin Kelly, but I'm sure this is the narrative he has to feed because Vikingo was ranked number five in the PWI 500. He, there's nothing he can flip. Big fucking deal. Everybody can fucking flip. Pentagon can flip. Commander can flip. Action and Dreddy can flip. The fucking top fight can flip. Flip. Everybody can flip. There's nothing special about Commander. I'm sorry, or Vikingo. I'm sorry. He does nothing for me. This was the main event against Brian Cage and the Workhorsemen. That's a TV main event. The Workhorsemen are a fantastic fucking tag team who should be featured in a tag team division that means fuck all. God forbid they send them to Ring of Honor. But no, they're here with Brian Cage because Brian Cage tag team is in fucking Japan. Well, why even fucking use them? Who gives a shit? You're just giving me shit. I don't care about any of this. Yeah. And it was was like... Rampage was, again, uh, even less people stayed for Rampage than showed up for like Dynamite to begin with. So it was it was kind of it was kind of touch and touch and go. Uh, there was got, seeing seeing Jossie obviously was was awesome. It's it's always good to see anybody that you know anybody that you've worked with or shared locker room with uh, be there on you know on TV. So uh, awesome for him. It was just a, it was a squash match, and you kind of knew that going in that it was going to be a squash match the there was a there was a kid that sat in front uh, of us a kid and his, his mom and the kid was joining in on every chant it was hilarious because a fuck him up moxley chant broke out and this kid he had an AEW belt like the replica like the $700 replica belt over his shoulder that chant broke out and he was screaming fuck him up moxley and his mom put her phone down for just a second, looked at him and he goes, it's the chant mom <laughs> keeps on going with it. Uh, Julia Hart took a front bump and, and I almost, I almost lost, lost my shit, my shit because, because when, when, when Julia Hart, Julia Hart, Hart the, took hey, the, hey, there, there, he is. there he is. When Julia Hart, Tony just brought the echo, echo hard. hard. Oh, did I really? Tony right, brings, brings the echo. echo. Whatever setting he, yeah, yeah, whatever setting he oh. had, I think he had it for Skype because I know he had to fix that. Gotcha. There's Echo City. So uh, Julia Hart takes a front bump. He leans leans into his mom and goes, "Would you take that bump?" And he kind of snickered and fucking made me lose my mind. And this kid was like, this kid was great. And we need more fan, like young fans like him. He was singing all the songs. He was yelling at for his favorites, even if they weren't the crowd favorites. Like he hated Swerve, right? So he was not cheering for Swerve. He was a Jay White guy, like it, that type of stuff. Like I love seeing that in fans. Uh, the, the 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 rampage was the rampage was junk. Uh, the funniest thing that happened on Rampage was there was one fan that was just screaming while Ric Flair was out there, and he screamed, "You've slept with ten thousand women, Rick!" And then everybody kind of waited, and, and he goes. Rick, that's a lot of women. 10,000. Like too many women. <laughs> like it was it, which 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 made me maybe chuckle quite a bit. Love seeing Rick Flair. Uh but it was still like it was sad. It was sad like this is going to be Stinger's last stop in Minnesota. And he did it in front of a like less than quarter full arena. Like, that's disappointing. Uh there there's a lot of stuff that was that was left to be desired and and that something's got to change because something has to change. You cannot keep going on and selling 
you can't quarter fill arenas. You just you can't. Well, didn't they just record like the record breaking um, revenue? Like, weren't wasn't there like uh, profit like one hundred and seventy five million or something like that? I thought I saw I, that somewhere. I, it's not, but they're not publicly traded, so I don't, I don't know if I can believe any of that. Thought I saw that they broke like a hundred. Yeah, they made they they, they were up this year. They had a very good year financially. I'll see if it's in the uh, in the notes. Otherwise, I'll Google 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 it. It's um, probably uh, it's uh, it was probably just because of all in. Probably most likely it was all in or whatever TV deal that they had. Oh, and I don't know if they edited it out on TV or not. But Vikingos botch. Did they edit that? No. <laughs> Excuse me. No, botch. they did not. It was on Rampage. That his botch was. Yep. Yeah. Good Good luck with your flips, dipshit. Uh, they confirmed that in 2022. Nope, this is an old article. No. Da, 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 da. Uh, 170 to $175 million in revenue this year. Yeah, so they're doing something, right? Who puts that out? Who put the number out? Yeah, but but it's the one hundred seventy-five million in revenue against the losses, or right. is that what they took in? Yeah, that is not in the article, right? Because you can skew it however you want. Yeah, you could say we we made one hundred seventy-five million, but if your expenses were three or four hundred million, you know, Tony, heck. why is it so dark in your house? Because I'm incognito. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want you guys to see my wrinkled pants. Uh, well, before we get to the wrinkled pants argument, uh, well, I don't know how much time I have, so let's give it to whatever you're getting to. All right. Well, Ric Flair, I could fucking do without. I know you don't want to. You want to see him on TV. You yep. have a hard on for him. Yep. The shit with Sting was awful. Awful. The shit they did backstage with him. Ric Flair can't even put a fucking sentence together. Then he comes out in the ring looking like a fucking melted candle. They should do it like they do when a baseball player is going to retire. Fucking do it before the show. Give him his flowers. Edit it together and put it up at the on the fucking big screen so everyone in the crowd can look at him and cheer him. Or it gives you a reason to go early. Don't waste my fucking time. I don't give a shit. I'm probably in the minority. I just don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about what Ric Flair has to say. They're they're telling me fucking stinks twenty four and zero like it fucking matters if fucking sting MJF is the main event for Revolution, you can go fuck yourself. How's that sound? Wow. No, because right. it fucking makes him. We're gonna. He's retiring, but he's gonna get the challenge for the fucking triple B. Fuck, Ver, fuck your hand. Who would yeah. beat Nick Bockwinkle for the title? Fuck him. Yeah. Anyway, hey, don't you ever fuck Vern Gagne. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck him. He kills people. Yeah. You hear that double T? <laughs> what, is fucking Vern Gagne going to get out of his grave and come fucking kill yeah. him? Yeah, he's going to put on a white V-neck and he's coming for your ass. Bring it on. Isn't it? Bring it, zombie. You fucking, fucking zombie, zombie bitch. Bird. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> I'll fucking Blah, kill you. I have no hair. I will kill you. Blah. All right, so we have this whole conversation going on about the lack of fans at the show and the attendance and and why is why are we in this predicament? And then Handsome Kevin was so gracious enough to share with the group a picture of Tony Khan, whose pants were wrinkled as fuck. Now, I will let me say this, that I shared the picture because his shoe was untied. And that <laughs> is that sets me off. 
you tie your fucking shoes, you're an adult. That's why I shared the picture. I didn't want to. That's that was the reasoning. But you okay. know, but you noticed. <laughs> Me. Me. Other things in the picture. I mean, I'm just saying. His wrinkled pants have nothing to do with the AEW product. <laughs> nothing. The, the stage is yours, asshole. You want to fucking argue about this with me the other day? You're looking for the fucking picture so you can put it up? Tony, you think he just sits back there in his little fucking cubby? Why is there a fucking echo? Is there really an echo? I'm not Hello? Here. Is there an echo? There was for a brief second. Oh. And there is still is. Is it really? Yes. All right. Hold on. I'll be back. Stay angry. Yeah, stay angry. Stay, I'm always fucking angry. Well, fucking stay it's angry. him. It's whatever setting he has his shit set on. It's all fucked up. It's got a shit setting. Maybe he needs to turn the light on so he can fucking see. Well, that might help. All right. Well, while he's fucking around down there, I'll give you a little more context to this. <laughs> the pants are wrinkled. Whatever. They fuck the shoes untied as well. All right. He's got fucking Aspergers. He can't fucking tie a shoe, but he go fucking put together a wrestling show. Okay. Oh, Kenny? Nope. Uh, all right, fair enough. Fair enough, KJG. <laughs> so we're talking about why the people aren't going, and we're and I'm speculating. Like I think he booked these bigger venues because I think he had CM Punk and FTR against the Elite. Like I thought, in it, Tony Khan was like, "I'm gonna, this is gonna happen, and we're gonna sell out all these fucking big venues." And then he had to fucking fire CM Punk. Well, Brian Danielson had to fire CM Punk. Um, and now he's st- like, you. I don't, I don't know fuck all about it, but I'm pretty sure you can't, can't be like, hey, we have to cancel and move to a smaller venue. I think he just fucking eats shit, right? Yeah. So while we're having this conversation, d- d- Incognito d- decides him and HK are gonna go nuts over his fucking wrinkled pants. If his fucking pants are wrinkled, then he sends a message to everybody else that he doesn't give a fuck. They could show up with wrinkled pants. It's not like the guy's running around backstage setting up a fucking show. He doesn't have some lady there to iron his fucking pants. Sure he does. Does the, jo- does the name John Fetterman mean anything to you? Might have to look this up. Yes. Nobody or you spelled- could just tell us. Nobody Senator John Fetterman. Uh, it doesn't ring any bells for me. The asshole that was showing up for Senate hearings in fucking shorts and a hoodie instead of a student tie. You know the asshole I'm talking about. There it is. You, but you're comparing apples and oranges. Tony Khan was in a suit. His fucking pants were wrinkled. Yeah, because he looks like he doesn't give a fuck about presentation. That's that's what he it was. Is. He's fucking busy running a show. He's, do you think he's just sitting down in Gorilla like Vince McMahon does? And he has all oh, his yeah, guests? No. Well, Vince did. He's just sat in Gorilla. He did nothing <laughs> else but sat in Gorilla. Every time Come he here. ran to the oh. ring, his fucking quads would explode. You ever see yes. guys wearing unwrinkled pants? Right here, buddy. <laughs> Bro, you're going out in front of an in front of an audience that paid good money to see your product. You gotta look presentable. Yes. I'm not saying he they're not there to see him. If you're gonna go out there and put yourself in front of people, you gotta look presentable. Yep. You have to. Yeah, and the guy in the fucking nosebleeds can tell that he's got wrinkled pants. Guess what? There wasn't a fucking person in nosebleeds. 
Tony, Eddie Kingston wrestles on our TV every week. How presentable does fucking Eddie Kingston look? He looks like a slob. I mean, it is what it is. We all know this. I call him fucking Cheeseburger Eddie every week. Yep. But Eddie is a wrestler. There's people that look like Dusty Rhodes, and there's people that look like Cody Rhodes. It is what it is. Tony Khan should look like he's fucking bankrolling this thing. I'm not saying he's got to walk out there with the fucking bling blong on his fingers and around his neck, but he's got to look presentable. Put on a fucking button shirt, maybe a jacket. You want to go Randy Orton style? You don't have to put a tie on. Look presentable. Yes. I got to find this fucking picture because he was in a suit. Who? Tony Khan. When? That night? The oh, picture boy. that handsome Kevin shared, he was in a suit. He was in a, yeah, he was fucking in a wrinkled suit. And his pants were wrinkled. You yeah. motherfuckers. This, this you, fucking. How dare in you? The dark, in the dark, Tony doesn't even watch wrestling anymore, but he's got a fight. He's worried about fucking Tony Khan's wrinkled fucking outfit. Yeah, because it's, Kevin was nice enough to send us a picture. And it struck up a conversation. That's what yeah. happens. What happens? What happens? Yeah, and you were comparing fucking hot dogs to fucking rocks. Hot dogs and rocks? How about you kick rocks? I don't remember that part of the conversation. <laughs> Those it's are two things Matt likes in to here. stick in his ass. There it is. <laughs> no. Where the fuck is the picture's not here? Of course it's not. <laughs> I got every I got the pictures from HK of where he's sitting. I have the the, the fucking nudie take Conte pictures. <laughs> oh god another abomination abomination because she fucking had it gave birth to a child and took a picture of the the child next to her bosom next to her bosom that thing was latched on like there was no tomorrow it's Not a baby no what do you want it to do they don't, don't put, put it on a picture of that internet. shit on yeah come on now it's the fucking world we live in you two fucking crotchety old shitheads it right you fucking d-bag it wasn't yeah. like she's showing fucking nip yeah i think she was she, she was. wasn't. You couldn't see her nipples. That's you could see her nipple. Fucking, fucking dumb. Not it's you. Not man. cool. Yeah, the not two cool. at the bottom. What do you mean not cool? Not cool, Wait. man. We'll not fix cool. that. Now the two on the top are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out why my microphone keeps getting quiet. Fuck me. Oh, maybe it's shit. fucking wrinkled, asshole. Well, I wouldn't put it out there in front of a national audience. Check the fucking cord. It's probably all fucking tangled. I'll probably wrap it around my throat the way this comes. Why don't you turn some lights on? You're blind as a fucking bat to begin with. No, it's I can see. I mean, yes, you know. fucking see these nuts. <laughs> oh yeah. But him. So let's go. Fucking make your argument about his wrinkled pants and how that reflects on the product that you I don't just watch. Did. I just did. Why do you think people, people left? People left because they don't want to watch the fucking show or they want to beat the traffic or they got a fucking roast in the oven. There was no traffic. There was nobody at the show. There wasn't well, traffic. I don't know. I've never been of. to. F there was 4,000 people there. And who's leaving a fucking roast in the oven? Don't they know how long a fucking AEW show is? <laughs> Maybe they had a slow cook a roast. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's presentation, man. It's presentation. He, like I, I said it in the text. He yeah, but I don't go to there needs... to see fuck. I don't go to see Tony Khan. I don't give a shit what he looks like. Yeah. Vince McMahon came out in a freaking do-rag with the ECW championship. Well, I don't yeah, and his suit looked fucking great when he did it, too. He was playing a character at that point. He wasn't Tony Khan standing on the fucking uh, on the runway there going, hey, thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. 
Freaking JJ Dillon. All right, so if you two are so worried about presentation, I think you two jerk offs need to show up every week on this podcast in a fucking suit. We don't. No more white V necks. No more in the fucking dark with your shiny head. No, come correct. No, come. You own the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Come correct. Make sure you watch all the wrestling shows. You know what? I, yeah, you know what? what? Next week, I can't even fucking see you. Turn a light we're on, you fuck. Here. I ain't wearing a fucking suit. Yep. Yes, you are. You represent this brand just as much as all of us. We're yep. all nope. fucking wearing suits next week. I'm good, so Let's do it. I'm nope, I'm showing in. up like fucking Big Tom Ishii. I'm going to have pants pulled up to my nipples. Why don't you show up like fucking Eddie and just have your belly hanging out? I'm going to have my nipples pulled about... out of my pants. Jeez, I thought you were talking about the other Eddie who never showed up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oof. Well, it's not like he's ever gonna fucking hear. Who gives a shit? Oof. 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 <laughs> we'll say this though, Matt. Well, I disagree wholeheartedly with both Tony and Handsome Kevin. As the Iron Man, I was a little disgusted. There you go. Look, I get, but it's not like he probably put them on and they were all fucking iron. But then he gets no. busy. He's running around. No, no, you don't think he's I, running around backstage? No, I guarantee you he had his suit rolled up in a fucking wheelie bag that he takes on the plane <laughs> with him to go from town to town. I guarantee yeah. you. He wants to be one mind. of the boys. Tony, didn't they just do like a big time celebration for like a seamstress that worked there that was there forever? Yep, they sure did. So there's got to be a seamstress back there that could have ironed her his pants if he wanted him to. Of course. Yeah. So, I, so he... So even if he was busy running around like a, a madman, he could have got his pants ironed. And and how do your pants get that wrinkled running around? Is he fucking running a marathon? No, he's probably just shuffling along like everybody I else. I don't know day. what he's doing. Probably nothing. The way the product looks. <laughs> the, you don't watch fucking Dynamite or Collision. Shut up. I saw some fucking bloopers on Botchamania. From oh, that you saw? Good. From that, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, that's that's how, guy, that guy had about 45 seconds in the last episode. Good. You and fucking QT Marshall are watching the same clips, and that's how you both look like wizards. I swear to God, if he shows up in WWE, I'm going to lose my shit. Fuck that guy. Because he opened his stupid fucking mouth and said it's, it was becoming too much like New Japan. They don't, they don't tell stories. They just book matches. You fucking ingrate. You watch fucking a 90-second clip online. You think that's the whole match. Don't sit down and watch a show. Keep training people at your shitty wrestling school, you fuck. Fuck you. Fucking QT Marshall. Fucking asshole, you ingrate. Fucking hang on Cody's tit. (laughs) Just like take on these kids. Now, now, Cody, he's not the owner, but he always looks very, he looks like an owner when he walks out there. Yeah. Great suit. Yeah. He looks like he belongs. He looks like he's somebody. Yep. What, what do you yep. want to say? Tony Khan said, dresses yep. like, he looks, he but he's looks a, but, like, but, but he's a character. He looks, he, he's not a character. He looks like he, he's a kid going to a junior high dance. That's, that's what he fucking looks like. All because he's not the owner pants. of a company. Like uh, the kid, the kid that revenue one hundred seventy-five million. Like no, he, he looks like a bro. Jack. If I was making one hundred seventy-five million dollars, I'd fucking look like that idiot too. I'd come out just like John Cena on AEW if I could. I'd be one hundred seventy-five million dollars. No, no, no. I mean, you can, you can. It's just nah, uh, maybe I that, will. When you're the when you're the when you make 175 million KJG and you start your wrestling company, I hope it's a lot better than what AEW is putting out there. Uh, 
it's it's presentation, man. Any CEO, any leader, any owner of a company has to look the part. Just has to, man. He might as well have had fucking mustard stains on his shit. If you would have if you would have said if you would have started this argument by saying get a fucking haircut, Tony Khan, then I would be with you. But fucking I already got the pants. Come on. But fucking. That's right. And just yeah, iron the pants and get get some get some real fucking shoes too. Maybe get ones that don't have laces. Oh yeah, Godfrey uh, comes out with fucking Velcro shoes on. Forget about it. You guys would lose your fucking mind. Get some fucking fucking loafers. Be fucking diabetic Tony Khan. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out with them fucking uh, them fucking socks, the circulation socks, (laughs) pulled up to his fucking knees. Compression socks, I believe. Oh, name. look at this. Look hey. at this. Uh-oh, what I miss? Yeah. 100% dress for success. Motherfucker pulls Thank up. Thank you, Justin. His narrative. Yep. Fucking, he already has success. He's a fucking billionaire. He already has it. Does he? Keep on, keep on selling a quarter of your capacity in arena and see how much success you continue to have. Fair point. As long as the TV company still wants to pay for it, I'm pretty sure he's good. Until then, here's the fucking smallest violin for you, HK. And fucking T-Donk. Fucking mooks. I don't, that's not how you play violin. I don't know. What, what did I do? <laughs> what the fuck is this You're fucking trying to grab Teikante's nipple? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> trying to feed a baby? <laughs> what up, Hoot? <laughs> fucking wrinkled <laughs> fucking pants. I think it was just the angle that I had. That was just... I don't know what this yeah, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, Tony, you missed all our guests tonight. I know. I know. Dude, I had everything down here in the studio ready to go, and then the phone started blowing up. Sometimes shit happens, I guess. How are your pipes? The the inspection took 30 seconds. The dude just literally looked at the fur, at the uh, hot water heater. He slapped the sticker on there. He said, okay, have a great night. I thought I was God in the clear. Scott George fucking that's not the fucking point scott george that's not the point yep look the fucking part man oh, look the fucking part the look the fucking part <laughs> not wrong why are you yeah. so against him looking the part can i ask yeah, he, looked, he was dressed in a fucking suit he just had wrinkly pants because he was probably busy doing shit backstage I don't know, man. A lot of people, and people don't. Guess what? I, I don't put on Dynamite or Collision or Rampage to see fucking Tony Khan. Like, I don't watch Raw and SmackDown to see Triple H. So if he comes out to the live crowd, it's no harm, no foul, because I'm not seeing him on TV. He's just trying yeah. to get people to fucking stay. That's a great point. And that's old. By the way, that, I think that's overblown. That's old hat in wrestling. Announcers always would say, and stick around because still to come tonight, John Cena, or still to come tonight. Like that, that's nothing new about trying to get people to stick around. That's just, that's par for the course in, in pro wrestling. Still to come tonight. Like, don't go anywhere. It, again, again, I wasn't there, so I don't know what, how exactly Justin Roberts worded it, but I, I don't look too much into that at all. Like, at all. Like, MB, Triple H wouldn't wear wrinkly pants on TV. Was he on TV? No, he wasn't on TV. I, I didn't think he. I didn't think he was. Okay. And either was Tony Khan. That's what. I'm, that, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what. Oh that's yeah, what I no, meant. he wasn't on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't so. on TV. 
Just what there for the about- crowd to come out and, and give them the old rah, rah like he does at every fucking show. And Scott George totally redeems himself. He was talking about AEW goes. Uh, I'm, I was talking about if AEW goes under HK, not that. I agree with how he dresses. It drives me crazy too. Huh. It could drive you crazy, but it doesn't. So maybe the just, two guys on top maybe aren't uh, that, that nice. Yeah, it's fucking one here. Fashion Week at the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. What else fucking grabs grabs you guys by your gonads and grinds your gears? <laughs> Whose outfits did you not like on Monday Night Raw? Let me know. I'll pull up a picture so we could judge them too. You fucking. I- Fucks. I will say this: <laughs> when Cody Rhodes wears that like pocket watch thing, it does bother me. What? The pocket it's a watch. Good look. It's a good look. Me. I don't know. Why? But why? Why does it bother know. you? I don't know. It just does. I see huh. it, and I'm like, uh, I love Cody Rhodes. I'm the biggest Cody Rhodes mark there is. But when I see, it, I love that he's dressed up all the time. But when I see that pocket watch, it just is like, ugh, ugh. Ugh. I don't, I don't I want to pocket you... watch you. Look. I know what all these fucking assholes watching this show are saying. Iron them pants. Iron the pants. When in your life have you been at work and you've you've done something and your pants get wrinkled and you're like, I got to fucking iron mine pants and there's someone there to iron your pants. He's doing a live TV show. You think he has time to take? All we need is Tony Khan taking his pants off in front of people to get his fucking pants ironed for that to get blown out of proportion too. I've I've worn suits sometimes up to twelve hours a day. I've run around offices. I've run to and from buildings. I've sat in cars, taken public transportation. My pants have never, ever looked nearly as wrinkled as Mr. Tony Khan's pants. Yep. Is he giving? Are people giving him lap dances in the back? Maybe. Well, if they are, God bless them. But you would think yeah. there'd be maybe a bit that's more than... what he's doing with his hard-earned money. <laughs> You don't yeah. know. I don't think he hard earned it. <laughs> Whoever's dancing earned it. Came from somebody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, look, it's wrinkles. It's not like he had slug trails on his pants or anything. <laughs> There's no mustard. There wasn't crumbs. He didn't have fucking shit on his face. This is what you don't care about the product on TV. You don't care about the storylines. Your big gripe is this fucking wrinkly pants that only no, the but it's ten, but it's the ten people for, at the show saw. But it's apropos for everything. Like if your your product is bad, the storylines stink. Nobody's showing up, and then to top it off, the coup de gras. This dummy shows up with wrinkled fucking suit You're pants. Such, this yeah, is so stupid. This is so stupid. Is it? Like, if is anything, it, if anything, maybe maybe it means he's working too hard to try to make his show good because he doesn't have time to iron his own goddamn pants, and so he's working tirelessly, tirelessly, tirelessly. Takes his pants out of his. Fe- <coughs> You're killed. The Kevin's going to die. Dare I say? Case, and, dare I and, say? And just puts them on and rolls and and does work and 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 is hippity hoppity all over the place and working his ass off to make sure dynamite is the best it could possibly be, even though it's shitty. Handsome Kevin, I'll throw this to you. Yeah. Oh, please. I am not a fan of John Moxley. Right? Not at all. Yep. However, John Moxley will wrestle a match, drink blood, eat bones, do all this nonsense. <laughs> do his bones. pants ever look wrinkled eat after bones. a match to you? No, not 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 to my memory. John Moxley hmm. works 10 minutes a day. Tony Khan But he wrestles people. He's drinking blood and eating bones and giving people death riders. Listen, when breaking a sweat. Defend Tony Khan. I don't necessarily have to defend Tony Khan, but on the ironing pants issue, and I am a staunch ironer. I'll go home on my lunch break and re-iron the pants that I woke up wearing to work that day. I do that. That's why, me. But I, why do you do that? 
Because I, I have, I'm a sicko. No, you care about your appearance. You want to no, put the best I'm foot forward because the good people of West Orange, when they show up at your office, you're the first person they see. So if you look like a slob, you show badly on your entire town. Yes. Everyone already hates us. Tony Schiavone's pants aren't wrinkled. Explain <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was trying to think of something funny, and I couldn't. I punched out of this conversation. Yeah, okay, yeah. You can move on, Matt, if you want, please, for the love of I, God. I don't. I just, I just can't. The argument is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's absolutely one. And I would say take it to Wizards Court, but the judge is in fucking <laughs> HK's back pocket on this one, so uh, I'm not wasting my fucking time on that bullshit either. Well, if Kate's looking for something to do, on her, if she's looking for something to do on her next appearance, maybe we get Judge Kate. I'm a big iron guy, but this is silly. You are the iron man. Of course, man it's silly. The then we don't. Then you know, I go. Oh, who watched Raw? Nobody watched Raw, but we all do a wrestling podcast. So shouldn't that fall under the same category? I watched a lot of Raw last week. <laughs> I watched Randy Orton's return. I watched him calling mommy, saying that he was daddy. I watched CM Punk speech. I watched <laughs> fucking Shinbone spitting mist in Cody's face. I watched a lot of shit. Why? Uh, why you call him Shinbone? I don't know. He looks like a Shinbone. Look at him. <laughs> and he walks all funny too, like he does all that shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to call him collarbone, but shinbone kind of fits too. Yeah, works. Right. It's not connected to the collarbone, the shinbone. I will <laughs> the say the, the visual of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura after he blew the mist in Cody's face with like the trickle just running down, and him just like awesome. grinning like a shithead, like is fucking awesome. And with the news that came out today, it'll be interesting to see see how this goes because apparently they're trying to. Uh, use Nakamura more and showcase him in the hopes that they might be able to sign Okada when he becomes a free agent in January. I hope so. So th- this whole push of him, like uh, turning heel and going with Seth Rollins, that's all. That's that was all part of a grand design to try to lure Okada, or is it just this feud with Cody that it started? You think they are they are trying to showcase that they can. Uh, use Japanese talent properly. Yeah, why haven't you been doing this for 10 years? No, well, that that goes, that that makes sense to me because that goes doubly for Eosky, Asuka, and Kyrie Sane now, too, on uh, the SmackDown. Even even though Kyrie Sane lost her first match back on SmackDown. Aw. Come on. And it was not, it was not a good match. Her and Bianca, her and Bianca had no chemistry. And I don't Aww. know if it's a language okay, barrier well, well, thing or what, but well, that's well, that's a different that's a different conversation. But I'm saying that she's now back in a prominent role in a major female stable that is in major storylines and lots of segments on featured throughout the show. So it's not like she's just having a match and you know you don't see her again. She's featured throughout the show with Asuka, with Dakota Kai, with Io uh, uh, Sky, and Bailey. So it's um. It, it makes it now that you mention it. If that's what they're doing, I never thought about it that way. But if that's what they're doing, it makes sense because they're using a lot of Japanese talent in very high-profile situations. Uh, what did you guys think of the CM Punk promo? Loved it. Yeah, loved it. it. My initial reaction was it felt a little short for me, but then 
like as time went on and I watched it again, I didn't hate it because this is not about what happened anywhere else. This is about his journey back home. This is about what's going forward, not what happened in the past. And in that regard, I totally, totally am okay with it. And I think it's, if it leads to good stories with him, like he's got to be put in a good story where he can, he can create and it can't just be CM Punk happy-go-lucky. He's going to have to get back to himself at some point, but it's got to be in the right scenario with the right opponent. How, how many bad stories can you remember CM Punk being in? All right, so the only one off the top of my head, and I don't think it was that bad, but it was probably the worst, was when he became – and I actually didn't hate it at the time, but it was probably when he became the leader of the new Nexus. Okay. And that, and that was still like that was still entertaining, though. It was nah. good. It was good, but we never got a payoff really with him and Wade Barrett. Like I don't remember right. if we ever got a pay per view match. I don't know if we. Right. Wade Barrett never turned babyface. He just started his own little group, that was way less than the Nexus, on core. on the core on SmackDown. And, and even though, so yeah, and then Ezekiel Jackson was great. Heath was weird. I never thought Heath felt felt right in that gag mentality storyline. Oh. Justin Gabriel, I thought did. And then uh, it was just very bizarre. And then at this point, it was like Nexus, like yeah, like uh, R.I.P. Like he, yeah, like Husky Harris, he had Michael McGillicuddy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same Nexus as it was, so that was pretty, pretty lame to me. The the reason I ask is because I think that Punk has the ability to make what he's doing good and entertaining. Agreed. You know what I mean? So I don't. I, I'm sure that there'll be a there'll be a good story. Uh, even if it maybe doesn't co- come across great right away, he'll make it good because he has that. He has that ability, and so does Triple H, and so does yes, yes. and and so does you know Seth Rollins, or so does mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, or so does mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, so does Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jay, like they all have that in them to make things good because they've been around. That's why I love about this roster now is that Matt, everyone's been around for so long now. And they're still extremely prominent in their roles. So they probably have way more input with Triple H than they ever did with Vince McMahon. And it's not like you're just pushing, like, Luther Reigns to, like, the top of the card. You're not pushing Gene Snitsky to the top of the card. who have little to no experience. These guys, like AJ Styles, you know, the Good Brothers, Jey Uso, like, all these guys have been around. So they know what they're doing. And they know how to get a reaction that. Yeah, it's uh look, one of the things I really liked about Raw that they did was every person that came out that cut a promo acknowledged Punk's return in some way or another. They didn't go deep into it, but it it's something I don't think we've seen the WWE do. Um and look, I'll be the first one to admit, I have not watched Raw in years. I said it last week. I watched Raw, I watched NXT, I watched SmackDown this week. Um Raw is still fucking so long. It's it's, it's it is it's rough, dude. That tag team turmoil match, like they got a lot of. There's a lot of talented fucking tag teams, but man, that went off for like fucking twenty five minutes, and I was like, oh my god, this is only like the second thing on Raw right now. So like you got like fifteen minutes of Randy Rio, which was great. Right, I didn't realize he was gone for fucking eighteen months either. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of look at it at a different lens and tony and hk chime in obviously but like to me like that's what raw was missing and like so would you rather like have now do you look at it differently if it was like four matches that lasted that long 
or is it just because it was one match that lasted that long? No, because I think it's just it, it, that match in particular because it's tag team turmoil. It just it went through so many commercial breaks too. But like by the time we get to like Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin against Natty and Tegan, I'm like, I'm like, there's still fucking forty five minutes left. And and I know I, I look I just because I don't watch every week I know that this tag match is going to be four maybe five minutes. And I know we still have Punk and I know we still have Randy and Dom, but it's it's just like I, I still find myself like when is this going to be over? Like Bronson Reed Ivar double count out, Nia Zoe Stark. Like there's just still a lot of filler. I get it. It's a three hour show, and maybe it's because I haven't watched in. in fucking four or five years sat down and watched the whole show but it still felt long as shit there's a way more positives than negatives right yeah and there's so i've 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 said this before i've never missed a monday night raw never and i i pretty much religiously watch them live every monday night until i and until i started uh, be until i became a wizard monday nights was was always my i'm watching raw live and I, I think maybe I'm numb to the fact that it's three hours because I was there for one hour raw, expanded to two hour raw, expanded to three hour raw, and I'm in. And and it's gotten even at three hours, I still find it supremely entertaining start to finish now more than I have in in say years past. Not saying you know <laughs> peaks and valleys, but I've I've loved what what they're doing. So I'm I, I enjoy the ride. So. So here's what like my take on Raw overall is. I think it's mostly enjoyable. Mostly like three like two hours and forty five minutes are hundred percent enjoyable. But here's what we have to understand is that Triple H is basically starting again from scratch. Building characters that that haven't been used right. Rebuilding ones that may have and people forgot about. So he's it's gonna take time for like a say like a, a Nia Jax to like who came back to, to resonate again. People maybe may not like her at all. Zoe Stark is a tremendous talent that was saddled with Trish Stratus. Now she's on her own. It's going <laughs> to take time for that to work. Yeah. So I can understand why people didn't understand or didn't like the match at Survivor Series with her and Rhea. <laughs> but it, it's going to take time. Shinsuke Nakamura has been used as an afterthought for so long. Now he's back in the top level. Even guys like Seth Rollins. Like it's, it's going to take time for these guys to get – Not, to, I mean Seth Rollins is already there clearly. And Shinsuke is right there. Finn, ba- Finn Balor was used like a freaking uh, like like a nothing burger for so long, and now he's back. He's the main heel in the company, other than Roman Reigns. Find me a bigger heel than than Finn Balor in the company. It's going to take time for these guys to become believable as main events again, but it's working so well so far. And I'm telling you right now, Raw, and that same goes for SmackDown. It's just they're they're joys to watch, guys. Mm-hmm. Joys. SmackDown was a lot easier to watch than Raw for me. Two hours. It can't be just the the amount of time in the show, though. It is the 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 the. Again, I will watch Raw again when we're done when we're done with the show, and it could be just because I've been out. But like the flow of SmackDown, I feel like it flows better because they have to move. They only got two hours. Raw is fifteen Raw, minutes of shit in a three hour bag. It's a there's a lot of I feel like Raw there's a lot they, they a lot of plotting a lot of promos a lot of yep. Heavy on the promos, light on the action. Yep. And I get it. It's a three-hour show. Where t- it's weekly TV. I get it. It just kind of dragged for me. 
And uh, yeah, so like again, like like I love the fact that raw like the formulaic version of of wrestling like in the since the attitude era was open with the promo, you know, match, do this, do all that. I actually don't hate it now because I'm invested in any like you could you could throw out Becky Lynch, you could throw out Cody Rhodes, you could throw out Jay Uso, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Ro- Roman Reigns as like a promo to start the show, and I'm here for it. Yep. Because they all have something going on. You could throw hell. You could throw a freaking ricochet to start a show now, and I'm to cut a promo, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a different vibe, and it's it's and stuff they do again. I keep bringing back shit's okay, but the stuff that they do with his like his promo with the subtitles is just so unique and so different now, and it's such a deviation from the character that he always was, and the fact that they keep sticking with his music. When as a bad guy, the last thing you want to do is have people sing along with you. They keep it, and it adds so much to his character. It's just in a way that it never did before. It's I'm here for all things WWE now, and it's just it's just incredible to me. So yeah. they're stealing from AEW, having people sing along to Heels music, are they? <laughs> well, they can't control what we're. I become, I become, I become. I think they can't. It's the way of the fan now. Yeah, it kind of is. Just have can't, can't remember the last time we had a WWE conversation like this, and Tony's got to take a shot at AEW. Of course I do, bro. That's what I do. Well, you said you watch Raw, Tony. Where do you fall on all this? Uh, all the happenings. The Speaking of promo. falling, no, no. I just read something about tonight's Raw. I got a, I got a quote from you. So, so, the WWE posted a video from a match tonight, and somebody commented. Fat cow. I wish she'd get the sit leg break so I don't have to look at that muumuu outfit and horrible human. Naya may have botched something tonight. <laughs> she may have botched something pretty badly tonight. I'm oh, not saying no. she deserves that kind of criticism, but oh, I can I'll, understand I'll the sentiment. It. I'll find it. <laughs> oh, it's out there. I'll find it. I'll play it. Hold on. This is why Raw drags. <laughs> I can watch this over and over and over again. A a complete fucking halt (laughs) to the the fucking show. Yeah, we were really vibing on that. We were really going strong, Tony. Just fucking. I'm trying to help. I'm watching Raw, technically. (laughs) Yeah, so I will say this. The Nia Jax return is not going well for me. I will say that. It's not going well for her opponents. (laughs) Who did she injure? Oh, I don't know if she injured her, but uh, poor Shayna Baszler almost got dropped on her head on the outside of the ring. Almost got dropped or got dropped on her head? Well, she was picking up for a power bomb, and they just kind of shit-canned her and then just threw her into the like the boards on the outside. But, yeah, it looked like it could have uh, been an oopsie almost. Yeah. And I think she kicked... Who did she wrestle on Raw this past week? Zoe Stark. Yeah, she kicked Zoe Stark in the head when she was going for the Yokozuna bonsai. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that, if there was one, and even like the, they brought back DIY. Champa and, and Gargano are teaming again together now. That's so great. That's, They're great. Imperium, Imperium is great as a fucking tag team. The Creed brothers are mutants. Yo. What, what about I'm, those guys? What about the guys sorry. that wear the fake tank top things? They're on SmackDown. They're on SmackDown. Yeah. That's pretty deadly. They kind of. I think that's who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it no, is. They it got, is. Yeah, Tony hates their gear. They got beef with Butch, and Butch doesn't have a tag partner right now. Yeah, because Ridge Holland uh, left them high and dry. Yeah. And then what Butch about Ultra Vince? Bobby Lashley. 
What is, isn't isn't Mohawk still with them, bro? I, I haven't. Have a, he hasn't had a Mohawk how, in years. This is how long I haven't watched SmackDown. I thought that Kevin Patrick dude was Sheamus on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Sheamus wears the fucking fedora now or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, but I'm like the butch match was happening and fucking he's just fighting Bobby Lashley and I'm like, oh man, I'm I, I guess I missed Sheamus's entrance when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> And then I'm like, cool. I'm like, why is he not rooting for Butch? And then they fucking cut to the three of them after the match. I'm like, oh, that's not Sheamus at all. That's not even remotely Sheamus. <laughs> Matt's racist. I'm not racist. He's not just like fucking Sheamus, dude. They don't all look alike, sir. What? But they, what? They, they Tony, they fucking. Uh, the point. <laughs> your your boy Logan Paul is gonna have a tournament for to see who the next contender for the U.S. title is. <laughs> well, good for him. What oh, happened fuck, to Kevin? We just lost Kevin. <laughs> He's going to make sure that Sheamus was still on TV. <laughs> Tony, I can't find the I can't find the fucking clip. Oh, you want me to want me to play for you? I should have it right here. Jesus, Kermity. I can't oh, fucking shit. find it. Wait a minute. Did, I hope I didn't close Facebook. Nope, I didn't. Here you go. Here you go. All right, here she, here she goes. Da, 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 da. No copyright. This is fair use. And yeah, whoops. <laughs> She almost dropped it, dude. <laughs> and just and she waddled away, waddle waddle. And she waddled away. <laughs> that's a that's the duck song. You ever hear that? The, I duck, th- the, I, the duck waddles I, up to the lemonade stand, and he says to the man running the stand, "Hey, bump bump bump, got any uh, grapes?" <laughs> I thought I thought it could have. I saw a clip of the there was a spot that the machinist uh, hanging out between the top and middle ropes with her head against the post and Naya just ran her ass right into Shayna's head, sandwiching it between ass and post. Ugh. Yeah. Ass posting. It looked bad. It was an ass post situation. Is that bad. like shit posting? I think it's uh it's a Jace. I hate the word a Jace. Where did that come from? I'm not sure. You just you just shorten up adjacent and leave it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's almost as weird as saying that a man gets flowers for for his achievements. Like when did that become a thing? Because that Eddie part said I don't it. Know. Yeah. Like, that uh, part I don't know. Yeah. What happened to giving us uh, props? Nobody yeah. says props anymore. The kids right. don't say props. Right. And how come nobody has street credentials anymore? Nobody's got cred, bro. No, nah, there's no street credentials out there anymore. Nobody's <sighs> got them. Terrible. World's falling what's apart. yeah what's this world coming to man jeez yeah. next Did, thing uh, you know you're gonna start telling me that millionaires shouldn't wear suits with wrinkle-free pants i yeah, mean jesus christ doctors are wrinkle-free you're goddamn right they are you can wear fucking jeans you can put jeans on it looks could have a nice pair of like some dark yeah. denim jeans yeah. maybe some kids to go with it a little blazer yeah. on top of a t-shirt yeah. look Always like look nice hey. for <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's going to the bathroom. Oh, he's going and, to the bathroom. And he waddles away. <laughs> he's going to the bathroom. Where's, oh, God. Wait, how do I get him in the... How do I get the... I want to... Oh, oh, this is how I do this. There we go. Oh, the chair's blocking the bathroom. God damn it. Hey, he's not being a fun sport. What happened what, to Kevin? I was going to say, what did happen to KJ? I was certain for the, uh, the clip there and the way he went. So let me ask you. I don't want to. I don't go uh, behind the scenes, but uh, he's using the surface pad. Everything worked out, I guess. Everything's cool. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, it looked I like mean, he wasn't having problems until yeah. he had a problem. Yeah. I, I, I guess I. I guess I still haven't figured out how to use Skype with this fucking software either. How bad was yeah. the echo? It was bad. It was pretty bad. 
That's pretty bad. <sighs> Fuck me. Gotta gotta figure that out because we gotta get the wizard hotline, man. Yeah, I know. What what is this mess? Is he coming back? Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah, and he's waddling back. <laughs> What's up, dude? I can hear you. I had to take a piss, and you two were blabbering on about fucking Tony Khan again. <clears throat> I just, oh fuck me, running. I guess Kevin had a problem. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got the he got the boot. I guess I don't know what happened. His internet shit out on him. Um, did you see your boy catch an RKO from uh, Randy Orton, Tony? Your boy, yeah, I saw that. You think you think they're going for Aldis and Pierce at Mania? Maybe like a little brand supremacy kind of thing. I know. Uh, they could both still wrestle. Aldis can go. Sure. I'm sure Pierce can go. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's like a. I don't think that's in triple. That's like a Vince thing. I don't think triple. Yeah, but if you have that. two nights, if you have two nights of WrestleMania, that might be a fun little match. Maybe like, hey, get four guys from SmackDown who ain't doing fuck all, and I'll get four guys from Raw who ain't doing fuck all. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, just... man. I think you do a one on one, and I think I think you can you can make it work. And I think you know Adam Pierce has never had a WrestleMania match. Give him a WrestleMania match. Neither is Nick, Nick Aldis. Aldis. Oh, Everybody yeah. doesn't yeah. fucking need a WrestleMania match. Stop. Why oh not? my God! Open it up night one. Aldis Pierce, Scrap Daddy, getting in there. I'm in. Dude, that's that's two former NWA World's Heavyweight Champions on your undercard. How could you go you, wrong with that? Because it's you're booking it like you're fucking Vince McMahon. Stop. No, no, but you're missing the point. Like these I'm guys. I'm not missing like, the point. You don't need to do it. Everybody two nights of WrestleMania. Need... No, there's plenty. Plenty. There's plenty. Give him a match. Yeah, give no, him a he match, doesn't need bro. A match. Stop. We don't need an Andre the Giant or Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, but I'd go for a Scrap Daddy and National Treasure fucking match. Oh, I'm in. No. The only reason why he went over there was because Aunt Rand- they were going to sign Randy Orton. They're not going back and forth to try and sign these guys. So is it Randy Orton, Nick Aldis at WrestleMania? No, no Randy Orton's going to wrestle fucking Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, and then we'll see what happens at, at Mania. Maybe Finn or someone from the Judgment Day. He hears like voices, Scrap you know. Daddy. I like Scrap Daddy and Nick Aldis. I think, I think that's fun. Yeah. No, I go watch AEW if you want fun. Fucking Commander against uh, fucking Flippy Doo McGee. All right, that's yeah. Fun. And Vikingo getting fucked in the ropes. Yeah. All right, go watch that. This is the WWE's telling good stories here with Rollins. Drew, I can't put my finger on it, but whatever Drew McIntyre did to himself with the black dyeing his hair like jet black and the facial hair, he looks like somebody from a movie, and it's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> First, I thought he looked like the big dude from Happy Gilmore that had the nail in his head, but it wasn't him. <laughs> Jaws? Yeah. Yeah. God, what he balls in fucking, I, I was watching fucking Richard, Raw uh, Monday night, and I'm like, like, who the fuck does he look like? Rollins and Jey Uso tonight, fantastic. The way SmackDown ended, super exciting. That fucking U.S. title tournament is stacked to the gills. L.A. Knight coming down to help Randy Orton against Solo and and uh, Jimmy with the wise man trembling in his boots. Come on, Paul Heyman never has a wrinkled suit on. Oh, that's a really good point. And you know what? Like I... fucking Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I really I like the, if we're gonna get Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. Again, if they're going to run that back, I, I like the Santos Escobar story, too. I kind of like that, too. But here's the thing. Like, Ray kind of was a dick to him, don't you think? 
I think I think the heels justified in this are in this fucking whole thing. Ooh, how so? I like this. He, I mean, like when Ray lost, kind of like he was blaming Santos a little bit. No. Well, he should have. Santos left the freaking brass knuckles on the apron. Yeah, mm. but a good babyface doesn't berate one of his teammates. He didn't. Like, he Carlito did. did. Well, right, and Ray too. brought Carlito in, and, and Santos was just trying to resurrect the LWO with Ray, and Ray's bringing in Carlito, and Santos don't want him there. No, I think Santos is playing that absolutely perfect heel. Jilted, ex-lover, psychopath, like, fucking nut job. Like, yeah. Put a bunny in a fucking pot on the stove. Oh, shit. nice, bunny stew. Bunny stew, if you will. I love problems. it. I love it. And then Matt, going I, back to your Randy Orton thing, I just uh, my internet dropped out, but I'm back. So uh, Randy Orton, his he, he's sticking with this daddy's back because he said it with Rhea, and then he's like, "Go tell you can call Roman Reigns, and you can tell him that daddy's back." I thought that was such a good line. It was, uh, yeah. So yeah, Matt, I'm with you, man. WWE hitting on all cylinders for the most part. Oh, sorry, my Michaels. I really enjoyed it. You know what I didn't really like? NXT. I have to pull up the notes for this bad boy. I don't, I, and and it might be because I haven't watched NXT in forever, and I I know a couple of the guys like our boy our boy Eddie Thorpe had a match against Braun Breaker for the Iron Survivor. Um, Dragunov destroyed Nathan Frazier because they had like they got into it with each other backstage, or some some somebody said something about his family. Um, I like Nathan Frazier. Lexus King is a little shit. Brian Pillman Jr. That was kind of cool. Like he's gonna break up. Uh, he's gonna break up Brent, uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Uh, Wesley having to beat all the former North American champions to get his match with Dominic this weekend at, at Deadline, which is a pay per view we will be picking. Tony. Oh yeah, great. Did Joe Gacy? I, I thought I, I saw Joe Gacy. Yes, he did some belt. weird thing during the women's match where he bell? was under the ring and he under took the, the bell out. and he like cut a promo. His his that the his character has com- just come completely out of left field, like it's it's changed in such a way that it's 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 interesting, it's it's kind of intriguing. But at some turns, you go, I don't know what the fuck this is, and then he'll he'll kind of bring it back. I, I like I like his work. Yeah, big Joe Gacy guy, huge. Me, John, big tree. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'll am i watch again this week and then, you know, deadline Saturday and I'll get that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, you know, and they really fucking say superstars a lot on NXT. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. was annoying the shit out of me. Hey, superstars. Uh, Booker that's T like, sucks, too. That's Booker my Booker T impression. He's yeah. the fucking shit. Shucky dude. ducky, superstars. Can you dig that? <laughs> that's a good right Booker there. T, right? Right, right there. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Oh, he almost got he almost got him right there. Shucky Ducky. Shucky Ducky quack quack. quack. Fucking right quotes there. one of the worst comedians ever. Who? That Shucky Ducky quack quack. I forget what the comedian's name was. He was fucking terrible. I don't even know that was a comedian. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he was on he was back in the day on um Def Comedy Jam. What the fuck is his name? I gotta find this guy now. You see, oh, now it's all credited. Boy right there. It's all credited to Booker T. That's what it is. It's fuck. not Red Fox, is it? No, Red Fox. What? I, I, I feel like I know, know who you're talking about, but I just can't think of his name. He was in like, was he in that like Damon Wayne's, Keenan Ivory Wayne's, David Allen? Dalo, Dalo Holloway. 
Yep, that's him. And it wasn't even funny when he did it. Now Booker T made it his own. Legendary. Come on, man! I was vibing. What are you doing? It was only twenty. The video was only twenty-seven seconds long. Go into my fucking YouTube. Sir, you would have got Angel Witch next, and you would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" What? What's Angel Witch? What have you been you're watching? You're an Angel Witch. You're an Angel Witch. Angel Witch by Angel Witch. Come on, bro. Ty Mellow Titties. Let's see what we find. Oh, stop! <laughs> We're not going back to this. Um, <laughs> wait. Second, second post. Ty Mellow's cute little titties. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's on Twitter. St- I stop, please, for the love of fucking God. Yeah. They should probably stop. Shout out to Wrestling with the Horny on Twitter. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, folks. Wrestling in 2023. Shucky ducky, quack quack. Right there. Right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. Well, Yo, let me get the, let me get the olive garden on here. That little baby's on that titty right there. <laughs> little baby's on the work. Shit. Right there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know it. Oh, my God. I like it. That's what he does with, every time Trick Williams comes out. Yeah. All right. I how like much it. more? How much more we got? Because I'm kind of feeling That's like it, I need bro. Sleep. We're it's we're we've hit oh, the three hour mark. Well, um, you guys did. Thank you for covering for me tonight. Holy shit. Shucky ducky. Well, I'm glad you joined us. I was hope I I didn't know if we were gonna get a magenta run in. I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah, you know all the all the plans <laughs> I had. I was coming down here. I was gonna test out the Skype shit. I figured you know, let's let's do a little chatting before the show. And the next thing you know. <laughs> Nope. Stopped. I just want uh, Asian Joe to know. All my notebooks, they go right in my Trapper Keeper, buddy. <laughs> How Marsha Brady of you? <laughs> I don't know if I like this comment. Eric Fried says HK is just Tony with a beard. Hey. I got a bit of a beard. What are you talking about? Look at no, I think he's saying that you're the exact same person. Yeah, and what do you mean? Beard. Just... Eric. Yeah, you mean just? I think we bring a lot more to the table than the, just beards. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's kind of mean, Eric. How yeah, dare work you? on your work on your comments, Eric. First yeah, of all, thought, if anyone's thought, can... bringing beards to the table, it's me and Matt. To be honest. Well, I mean, we all kind of have our own little beards and our own. Well, you guys have more fuller beards than I do. I just can't. Tony's, beard Tony's like fifty-four and he's having a midlife crisis. He's got a fucking chin strap. You yo, you want to compare back hair? I'll get beat you guys any fucking day of the week. You got me. You know what? It's on the things of the list of things I didn't want to do today. <laughs> compare back hair. Compare back hair. It's on the no fly you never, zone. You never took off a t-shirt and sound like Velcro was ripping. <laughs> no, no, dude. <laughs> it's all right. I look. I look like. I, I look like I'm wearing a Cosby sweater on my ass. Why does your ass try and put you to sleep and rape you? <laughs> Is it striped? 
I'm falling, filth and filth and falling. The pudding pop. All the pudding pop in the poop and the poop. Shallon! Shallon! <laughs> I don't want that. I want that for you made it the Kalaloo pot. <laughs> Oh, oh, you know, I guess, I guess since I'm here, I could set this up myself, huh? Oh, please, please, that'd be fantastic. Um, this was a lot of, lot of fun. I hope you, uh, I hope you enjoyed Kate's Corner because that was a blast, and the interview with Vicious Vicky. Uh, all their social media links can be found in the show description. So if you just click uh, more on Spotify, it'll drop down. All the stuff will be there, and the poll will be there. There'll be a poll. There'll be a question. If you guys could participate in those every week, we would greatly appreciate it. There's a five-way tie for the best uh, Survivor Series team from 1989. Five people voted for one different team. (laughs) (laughs) So I need more people to participate in the Spotify, please. Um, We'll be back next week. Greg Cherry's defending his Can You Beat That Championship against our very own Kevin Joseph Garifo. Uh, and we will be covering the week that was pro wrestling. You never know what we're going to talk about on here, what kind of outrage uh, Incognito Tony has, what's bothering HK this week. Hopefully, KJG's got rid of his cold. Oh, right on cue. And we're suing up next week, people. Yep. Nope. Suits on. Absolutely yep. not. Yep. 100%. Yep. I, didn't, I did not agree to this. Yep. Nope. I might not even iron my pants. I mean, nope. What, are you going to fucking kick me out of the show? Maybe. All right, Dolphins play Monday night. I don't care. Uh, oh, great call. Two games next week. Yeah, Giants, Packers, Dolphins, Titans. Hey, speaking of Titans, how many pay-per-views we got left? We got Deadline, Final Battle, Wrestle Kingdom, Hard to Kill. Four. Ooh, four. And who's winning? To the banner. I think I updated this. Did I, I update you're up the by banner? a game, right? Yeah, I didn't did update not the update banner. It. I'm sorry. I'll tell you right now. Give me one second. No, 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 I'm, I'm winning. No, no, I kind of want to know. kind of want to know. I think I'm only up by one. Yeah. To the notes we go. The standings. Tony, 235, 93, and two. KJG, 234, 94, and two. One game back. Brundin, 226, 102, and two. HK, 217, 111, and two. <laughs> and doesn't Kevin have to pick your punishment from last time yet? Oh, yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. What? You... You lost in the Battle of the Wizards. Got about that. You're still on the hook for a punishment. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I say Hulk Hogan or Hulk Hogan? Hogan. No, you you said it with all the swagger and confidence of an idiot who had no idea he was wrong. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) You had a Macaulay Culkin moment. Randy Savage. Yeah, so I guess we got to do that, too. Let's get on that, boys. Yeah. It's all KJG, whatever he decides. I, I, put, at... I put the, the, the thing in his hands, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The thing. You know, we'll Kevin, I'm pretty much open to do anything for the show that is reasonable, so. I understand. Weren't you going to dress like a bear or an address Durr. or something Oh, like a that? turkey suit or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Uh, well, oh, know. now it could be Santa. You could be Santa. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I'll be doing the Santa gimmick on the food truck, so. Oh. Santa suits are way more expensive than turkey suits, so I'm not buying him a Santa suit. Well, if he's got a Santa suit for the pizza truck. Yeah, I'll see if I could, you know, once I wear it, I'm sure I'm going to have to wash it and stuff, so. Or iron it. It's going to get wrinkled, all the slinging all them pies. (laughs) 
Yeah, I forgot about the turkey suit thing. It was. All right, can I press the button? Can we? Can yeah. You can press the button. This. Thank you for everybody that showed up to check out the episode. Scott George, Eric Freeze, Kate was here for a while. Uh, our friend Justin Phoenix was here. William Carroll stopped by. KP uh, Burke was here. Matthew Birch always in the house supporting the Wizards. Did I say Scott George? Scott George is a true, true supporter. Mock Spot. I mean, thank yes. you guys all for jumping in here. SJ and, uh, was showing in there the love. Too. Yeah, SJ, happy happy belated birthday, SJ. So, uh, oh, happy birthday, we, SJ. We appreciate uh, your support, guys. And remember, if you are, have yet to subscribe to YouTube uh, or leave a review um, on any podcasting platforms, please do so. It helps the algorithm and uh, gets new people to tune in and uh, either love what you do or hate the listening choices that you make with your life. <laughs> yes. And with that, cue the outro. This has been a production of the Shining Wizards Network. Executive producer is Manny Kratzo. Our producers are Danny Russoniello, Kate Hensler, Matt Garifo, Hi Five, Tom, Ryan Schwann, Brendan Haney, Mike Peterson, Al Day, Kathy Hummer, William Mercier Jr., Michael Hammond, David Henry Bauer III, and Keith Parker. Special thanks to all our assistant producers as well. For everything Shining Wizards, visit ShiningWizards.com. And don't forget to listen to all the great shows of the Shining Wizards Network. Good.